Welcome back to another episode of two, 225 TCP. I try to combine two and T into the same word, and I mean, two does start with the letter T. We're here for another team preview or a number of team previews. We're here for the APAC team previews part one because there's seven APAC teams, and trying to do them all together would be kind of wild. Uh, we've got a special guest with us today to cover the APAC teams. It is the brother in the bottom right corner, Kenobi. Um, and things are going to get wild now on this side of the Overwatch League uh, team brackets kind of region thing. Is that the Nailed official, is that the official name got, for it? Got it? I decided. I just, I, I talked to Matt and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I think, I think Eastern Division isn't clear enough. Blame. We should make it more clear. Mm -hmm, should mm -hmm, be spicy. For, for yeah. The Apex side thingy of the Overwatch League bracket is what I'm calling it now. Can can Asian teams afford Fish like name. proper names still? Apparently, like everything is going to shit, um, right? Hey. I, think Fusion, I think Fusion are fine. I heard Comcast is doing reasonably good, so okay. they're fine. That's good. That's T1 good. Is yeah. killing they're it, an Asian team, so yeah. Genji is pretty. After that, I'm not too sure. After that, I think yeah, Soul are probably good. Dude, how I, are you guys doing today? You know, Guangzhou's got the neutral life money. Herbalife. Herbalife. No, Whatever. They might. Did you say, what life did you say? <laughs> Neutralize. They're, they're trying to. They're trying to survive in the neutral. But, uh, <laughs> we'll get to them. I mean, we'll get to them. I was. I was about to like when the report came out. I was about to have like a fire tweet, and then I read it again, and uh, unfortunately, it didn't work anymore. But I thought Gaga was also considering being sold, and I was going to just like do a little. You should um video of like how long does it take to get a Chinese citizen to the United States on a visa if I know the owner of the Sacramento Kings because I want Gaga on uh, shock to help out he's, their He's the one you want to save out of that entire team. He's the one you want to save. Yeah. Anyway, you should, not saying he should be saved, but uh, Jeske, please explain. This is what our intro for this episode is mm -hmm. going to be. Our, our introductory okay. little segment for 225 is now going to comprise, you know what the intro is? We're just going to talk about this topic now because it's on hand and we're going to get into the team as well. So we might as well talk about the topic. Before we do, episode 225 is brought to you by Battlecraft, Refine Bean, Bronze Bar Buhau, Chari, Commissioner Picasso, Chris R34444, Cash67, Lolshin, Pork Shop Sammy, Rick Sing, Volumel Smooth Nuts, and Your Misery. Um, the headline topic for the Eastern Division is about the Chengdu Hunters. And we will be covering them in this particular episode as well in terms of team preview. But what we will not be doing during the team preview is talking about their current situation with the roster stability, uh, whatever financial situation in the team preview itself. Instead, we're just going to talk about that right now because there's no point kind of reviewing their roster under the pretense of like, well, I don't know what the roster is going to look like. In that case, there's just no point reviewing yeah. the roster. When we review the roster, we're going to pretend that all the players they currently have on the roster are going to actually play because that's mm. all we can actually work with. Mm. So right now, we might as well cover the news briefly. Yesco, what actually happened? You already started talking about it. Why don't you explain what the news is about the Chengdu Hunters. Well, Halo came out with a report um, on the Exodo talking about how the Chengdu Hunters are currently having to entertain, like, selling some of their excess talent off. Um, mainly because the parent company don't... Don't... Uh, Kenobi, it's Huya, right? Huya. Yeah. Huya. Yeah. Huya. Huya. The Chinese streaming service Huya, which is one of their many Twitch 
type of streaming services. Anyway, continue. Yeah, yeah um, it's facing financial trouble, I believe, in the uh, context of like a bunch of government crackdowns on the um, entertainment industry at large. They lost, I think at this point, 85% plus of their market uh, value or stock price. Um, and it's looking dire, man. Like, um, I guess other other companies, theoretically speaking, like it's interesting that we haven't heard anything from the other companies that are in a similar situation, right? Um, you would expect. But I think it's because... Yeah. I mean, I think it's because, like, specifically, Huya is, like, streaming in terms of, like, streaming streams. Mm -hmm. I think for, like, Billy Billy has uh, most of their, I think, I would, not most of their, but, like, a lot of their streaming services is predicated, like, they're the best, like, anime place to um, right. stream. Mm -hmm. So right. I think they have that. I think uh, Guangzhou, I don't necessarily own them, but I. Guangzhou are owned by a um, traditional sports yeah, ownership so, group, so as far fine, as I'm aware. And then uh, Valiant are owned by LGE. Well, they're owned by Immortals. No, they're owned by Immortals. <laughs> so, yeah. Managed. They're currently uh, operated by LG, but owned by Immortals still. And then Shanghai is <clears throat> Netty, which I believe is, is game a publishing. technology. Um, well, they do they do game publishing and other stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, for out of like the four, like Chengdu is the one that is like specifically like directly hurt by the, game, which sucks. Right. For them. Yeah. So uh, according to Halo's report, I think uh, five players have been uh, considered like as to be sold in order to offset, um, or I guess also just bring that down the maintenance cost. Um, of mm. course. The, the most severe one being uh, last year's MVP leave. But also, um, I believe Farway was one of them, Ivelta was one of them, uh, Nisha and Monk. Nisha and Monk. Yeah. Were the... so, so not just their extra players. Were you talking about the MVP? Because you mentioned earlier, I was like, oh, they're going to sell some, some of these, kind of trim some of the fat, fat down. Yeah. No, they're, they're going straight to the heart. They're stabbing that heart in the chest, you know? Yeah. Um, because their leave is apparently on the table to be traded or sold. Now, yeah, so to be fair, contenders the, team as well. Yes, and as to well be as fit, like the extra cost. Are, a lot. it makes sense for them to do. It was. I mean, they got what they wanted out of it, which was a Prada, yeah. and now they just like now with the with the financial troubles, there's no need to keep it. An expensive way to get a Prada if that was their goal. It's like, <laughs> oh, we just want to get a Prada. It's like, oh, so you you just paid like ten other people. Just to get one guy, I get it, I get it. Well, um, I mean, he, to, to be fair, like, he would have, if they couldn't have locked him down, I don't think he would have been on the Steam on Academy. Yeah. Then he think... would have gone to, like, Billy Billy, and he would have been on the uh, I don't know. I think it still depends on, I guess, that would be up to Billy Billy then. If, if Billy Billy want to sell, if, if he was on BLG and said, you'd have to come down to whether Billy Billy would want to sell him to yeah, Chandu or whatever. But um, in either case, the, the long and short of it is... Who uh, and I just took took a look at the stock price. So they went from thirty four dollars uh, USD and one cent in twelfth of February last year, twenty twenty one. Their current stock price, as far as I'm aware, uh, as of fourteenth of April, so that was a few days ago now, is four dollars fifty three USD. Dang so they've dropped about thirty dollars, almost per that's, per share. That's not. It's a lot. They dropped quite a lot. So it is quite concerning. So they are in uh, some financial issues right now clearly 
whatever decision came through to uh, change up their roster or put players on on you know on the selling block is pretty recent because I, I think if they were gonna go down that road, they clearly would have done that before acquiring um acquiring slash transferring a pro from their academy team and doing whatever else. But um and 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 signing other players on for this year, right? So that actually explains a few things. It explains why they haven't signed a second tank yet. It explains why um, they haven't signed a new coach yet for the team to replace mm. Ray, who has also, I believe, now been fully let go from his yep. honorary advisor position, which uh, I thought was a bit of a meme in the first place, but apparently he actually was still doing stuff kind of on the side for the team, and now he's officially out of Chengdu as a result. Uh, also, I heard that Creed, which is their assistant coach, and most likely next person up to be promoted to a head coach position is also on the selling block he has already either been let go or in the process of of doing of of in that um in that process so they're also just cutting down coaching staff and other staff as well so it's looking pretty bad it's looking pretty dire for chung dude right now um i i would say the the best outcome for obviously the best outcome for them as a team not speaking to the financials is to just somehow keep everyone in play this season but what it's looking like right now is somebody's got to go. They have a lot of players mm. that they can get rid of. Probably what's going to happen is they go down to a six-man roster, right? Mm. It's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Mm. So it sounds like, to be fair, I, I actually don't see Leave going unless Leave is on a mega salary, which he could be, and they trade Leave for a cheaper player, which they could do. Um, probably the most likely result to me would be they keep three DPS plus Gaga and two supports, or they actually do sell leave off. They keep Jinmu and Apruta, Gaga plus one tank and two supports for a six-man roster. Mm. Is what it sounds like will most likely happen. I'm almost of the 100% belief now that they're definitely going to cull two supports in some way yeah. because having four yeah. supports on for this game is quite a lot. You don't need four. You, mm. you might not even need three. Three is, if you have money and you want to feel safe, three is great. Mm. You definitely don't need four. So they... but. It sounds like because they're in financial issues, the best way to do that is the cull all the way down to six. Now, two supports, one tank, three DPS plus leave. I think it's still workable. I think that's a salvageable season for them. So I wouldn't mind if the, if that's what it's got to be. I'd be somewhat okay if they went down to that. But if they get rid of leave, I think their season is done. It's too much of a loss, I think. Like just losing a player of his caliber, I think in a game like this where DPS is going to be so important, the game. And like Overwatch 2. <clears throat> I think losing leave is like you have to basically pull out like every single stop to avoid it. There's like it's DEFCON zero if like leave leaves the team. And I mean I think that they have enough in terms of their support depth where it's like you can make some pretty decent decisions. Like no matter who you keep here, I think you're you're fine. I think their hardest decision will come to be whether they want Farway or Monk. I think Farway was good whenever we saw him. I think Monk was actually pretty pretty good as well. I think based on Yveltal's history with this team and what happened last year, I think he's probably the one to go um, out of the two, even though I think that mechanically Yveltal is better, but I don't know how you can... I don't know if they rely, if they realistically want to rely on um, after what happened. Mm. And as for the coaching staff, like I'm surprised Creed isn't the one who's going to be head coach because Creed is the understudy i would say quote unquote of like ray from like miraculous youngster and when he was a coach um yaoshi is i think he 
as a coach, I don't know how much he has done. Um, as a player, like he was all right. I know he did coach Flag Gaming that one time that they beat Team CC in the Grand Finals. Mm-hmm. However, that was the one time where Team CC didn't have No Hill on their team, um, actively coaching them because he was doing university. So take that with a grain of salt if you must. But uh, this team is, as long as they keep leave and they trim it down to like what Avril is saying, I think they'll be fine. It'd be nice to have all the depth that they have, but you just need to keep that one piece and the rest <sighs> should be able to be okay. At least from a player perspective. But they're losing coaches because they lost Jay Field already. Yep. Yeah. The Halo report also named Creed. Yalshi was the only one that wasn't named. So it sounds yeah. like only Yalshi is remaining as a coach if that is what is happening. Yep. Um, for people concerned about Leave, I think Leave can still land on a team somewhere just because, like, he's obviously the MVP. But also, mm-hmm. um, even though every other team has DPSs in the slots, I could actually, as sad as I would be for another team to do this, I could see another team cutting a player to make space for Leave. If, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure No Hill's sitting there on Valiant with, you know, he's rubbing his hands together, like, ooh, Leave's on the table. Uh, not that Valiant could probably afford him, but I, I, <laughs> I just—I just think it's. I'd be. I just think it'd be funny if Valiant get a windfall of Chengdu players from this fallout. Like Valiant, like Chengdu just lose these players, and No Hills like, oh, oh doors are open, fellas. Doors <laughs> are open right here. Look, just got rid of um, Mike Kaylee, got a spot in the team. Uh, I've only got one tank here on session so far. I got room for one more, fellas. Gaga, come along, buddy. Mm. Uh, you know. Colder links, coldest links. I, I like them, but you know, I'll take one more support. You know, doors are open, fellas. Got got warm beds. You know, hot food here. Come and join the LA Valiant is what I'm all saying right now. So, about to see like half the Chengdu Hunters team on the LA Valiant soon. I'm pretty. Sure. That, that's a good joke that I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know if that would yeah. actually happen because I don't think Immortals can afford that. But um, it would be a good meme. I mean, I don't think it's like that out of the question. If like somebody wants to play and like grant this is assuming that somehow igc has any kind of budget left over um but there again we uh still have yet to see um whatever that roster looks like officially um so i wouldn't really completely out it's it's a sad state of affairs uh, for chengdu because this was like the season for them i think you know if you watch any of the yeah. previous episodes how bullish we were um on you know a pretty you know potential rookie of the year ballot nomination again not winning it but nomination <laughs> um and and just generally like it, it was just such a big answer for this team and to see that being drawn into question is uh both disappointing and disheartening to say the least so yeah kind of sucks Cool. Yeah. Any final thoughts on this topic before we go into the actual team preview? Where we it all sucks. pretend the entire team is uh, going to stay together? Yeah. Nope. Nope. It sucks. We done. Everyone's everyone's good. Uh, for the thoughts. Just sad. 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 How likely would it be for Leaves to end up on a North American team? Or is, or is visas or is visas just going to be too high? Five percent. I mean, you could. You just make up that number. What what is that? Did you just? I mean, you have to you have to have money extra to spend to be like yeah, like you need to have fuck you money to be like yeah, let's sign this guy who we're not. A few teams do. I mean, they do. Fuck you money. Let's 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 sign this guy who we're not guaranteed to get potentially for like the next month or two, and we'll be lucky if we get probably before MSI. Yep. 
You gotta have some fucking some teams dollar bills. Atlanta fucking signed Speedley, and he's not available until stage fucking. Yeah, three. but he's on the team at least. Like he's gonna scrim. Leaves not good. You think Leaves gonna scrim with the team from China? If if it's in NA, yeah. Maybe no. I'm wow. thinking about it. I don't <laughs> okay. know. I was thinking. I was really thinking about it for a second. Maybe. Um, I don't know. It's just a. It's just a fun thought experiment. Maybe I mean, leave could maybe leave could roll up to to flex support and join London, you know. That'll push up hey. London by about twenty spaces in the rankings. You can play everything from, so. from last place to first place instantly for me. Um, Florida's still picking up people. That's crazy. Florida's True. still picking up yeah. people. That was wild to me. Who still did they announce shopping. again? They just announced one more DPS, didn't they? Uh, I think they didn't announce it. Rumored. It is rumored. Rumored. Who was it? XE. Oh yeah, my boy. Wow. XCI as Yuska likes to. Yeah. <laughs> XCI joined the F L O R I D A M A Y H E M team. Yeah, I love that. Um, Once. Yeah, who knows? I don't, it's it's looking like things are up in the air. We will be paying close attention to the Chengdu Hunters. Uh, I will especially will be paying close attention to them as I'm going to end up having to cast them if they, or no matter what happens, if they have a good team or a bad team. But um, Soul well, smiling right now. Leave. You know Levi. I saw him in your video and tell True, him. yeah. Like you I you know him. You're personal you're relationship. You're like yeah. this. I know, dude. I know. <laughs> Did you check out his poker face though? He kept his composure. He was very he was he, very he's good. He's a, good boy. he's a professional. He's a professional. <laughs> Absolutely. He's right on camera. Um so that so that um that definitely improves prospects for the other Eastern Division APAC teams in terms of having to get past Chengdu this yeah. year, obviously depending on what the team looks like. So why don't, why don't we talk about the team a little bit now? Well, let's head yeah. over to the actual team preview. If you've just clicked on the, what is it, timestamp, and you're just like, oh, I just want to see the team preview, you're probably confused about what's going on now, right now. Uh, but we again, just to reiterate, we will not be incorporating the whole team implosion factor into the preview because there's no way to actually quantify that. Yeah, I mean... How would you quantify it? Yeah, yeah. It yeah, could literally be... be zero of the current players, or all nine of them, eight mm -hmm. of them rather. I do, who who knows? So we might as well just pretend they're all going to be there and just see what happens. All right, Chengdu Hunters, twenty twenty two. Um, I was going to say they're looking like a top three team, current MVP, filling the gaps with a pritter as well. Just initial thoughts so far uh, on this team before we head into the specifics of the roles. Anybody got? Some opening thoughts. Um, macro. Just in general, kind of a, an overarching summary. Um, barring any changes, L future viewer and or Redditor. Redditor <laughs> Jones who wants to pipe up in hindsight. Um, this is a title contending team and a top five team in the world. Just is. Any hindsight yeah. pipers? Any <laughs> How many? I'm how sure it's gonna get somebody from a month from now. I was like, oh, Joe, yes, Volumol said it was gonna be a top contending team. They don't even have leave anymore. So, yeah, exactly. Like fucking. Yeah, so, yeah. Whoops, my bad, right? dude. Sorry, I couldn't get to the future. To, for me to get that, you know, my that's my bad. That's yeah, my future bad. me is holding that L. Just just know that. Joe's Anybody right else? though. No, man, yeah. he's right. This is a top five team in the world. I think I have them when we did our power rankings a little bit earlier. I think I have them directly at fifth. Like, they are the fifth best team, I think, in the world at the current moment. Um, second in APAC, only behind Shanghai. Uh, from top to bottom, like, you look at this team, 
especially after the way they performed last year, not really losing too much. Same. The big thing, I mean, the big thing that hurts this team, and then I would have personally put them a little bit higher if they still had Ray as mm. their coach, but he's not there. So I think I would imagine that they're going to do committee with Creed and Yaoshi would be how I would see that going. Mm. I like that Creed is still here because Creed, like I said, is kind of the understudy of you know, Ray in that old miraculous juncture style. He's the one who's always with him when they were at World Cup doing well. Um, Yaoshi is someone who I think as a coach, I'm not sure necessarily what they do as a coach. They did have some success at flag gaming, but um, I don't think compared to like Creed and Ray, it's the same type of deal. Mm. It's okay. M most people don't know what coaches do at the best time. True. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I, I think that this team is very good this season again. Um, especially with DPS potentially being like very impactful. You have the MVP, like what more do you want at this point? I think he's the best DPS in the world at the current moment. Um, and I don't see anyone else really that you would pick above leave if you wanted to like build a roster. Like I think he's like overall, if like, if you put him on like, like tell me like there's like someone who could play like literally everything. Um, I'd say it's leave and he could play it at an extremely yeah. high level. You said you said what more could you want? You already have the MVP. What more could be? Let's have the MVP and the Rookie of the Year on the same team. True, then, right? That like, would yeah. be more. <laughs> that would be more. And and I don't think we're like that too far off. And like you talk about wanting more from an MVP, yes, guy. And I'm gonna toss this right to you. But like, is it nuts to think about Leave having a better season this season potentially than he did last season? I don't think it's that out of like left field or like that's like f too far-fetched to say that like leave this season barring any changes will have a better season statistically and like eye performance eye test whatever the fuck you want to call it he's in the driver's seat to have a better season than he did in 2021 just as mm, i'm not so sure about that just simply because like the ray situation gives me some question marks there um also yeah i'm the thing is, like, it's very hard to remain hot two years in a row. I think it's also just in the context of everything. Like, in my mind, when you, like, like when Kenobi said, like, is there a player you'd rather, like, build a team around? Currently in the transfer market, I guess we have to, like, think about that. But, uh, yeah, like, definitely, like, lip and flatter just because they can't speak uh, Korean, right? Korean. Yeah, but I mean, okay, but like, if, like, just from the mechanics alone, like, in yeah. a perfect world where everyone could speak the same language and could communicate, right. I don't think that there's literally not anyone else that you pick equal. up and leave. Yeah, there's equal not, maybe, no. but uh, not. Not even equal. I don't even no, think equal. I think, I think it's a, it's a clear-cut decision that leave is the best. Like, I, I think, like, Kevster is someone else who, like, potentially yeah. is in a conversation for, like, after that. But it's, like, it's mm. very clearly leave is the best DPS in the world at the current moment based on what we saw last time. Whether that, Lip, like, though. continues going into... Well, I mean, what about Lip? <laughs> I, what about I, What about him? I like that. I mean, are we going to take you... the fact that the MVP vote as a... As like an indication of, brother man, future. you're not you're not going populist, are you? No, please. I know, that, I know. We just did the Twitter video. I know you just won the draft. Please, God, Jesus. Wait, that <laughs> I'm literally going anti-populist. Okay. okay, I'm deciding against the masses that voted leave because Avril is the Overwatch community Pied Piper. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think Lip's good, but I'm, like a person to build around. Dude, uh, Leave can. I think people no, no, don't no, no, understand no. this about Leave is that Leave can play literally everything under the sun at a high level. Yes, like and he's done that everything, and he's years. done things, it consistently two things, two things. after doing a break and going to PUBG. Yeah, I think this two kid things. is fucking so good at this game. First, first point. I'm so proud of you, Kenobi. You are, I've converted you so effectively. Second thing. What do you mean converted? Uh, bro, brother man, brother man. Do you know who you're talking to right now? Do you know who you're talking to? A convert. I, the best I, part about, the best <laughs> part of, yes, the best part about being converted is you don't even know or think you are converted. That's like the highest level of indoctrination. There you like, go. That's no, natural. I decided on this. Uh, it's my original idea. I've, uh, yeah. that's the highest level of con conversion. Okay, so when um, Shy wins MVP this year, I'm going to say the same thing. No shot, by oh, the way. Spark would have, Spark would, Spark would have oh, to be shot. so good. Spark would have yeah. to be so good for Shy to do that. Um, <laughs> anyway, the second point, I do, I do agree that that, that Leave is um, outstanding enough. He's like the kind of jack of all trades, master of all kind of player that is so easy to build a team around from a utility standpoint. Because once you have someone like that that can just fill any role, then you can start looking at specialists. Then you can start looking to build around. I think Lip to me is still, yeah, pretty specialist mm -hmm. for the most part. He, he he's probably got a wider hero pool than a lot of other hit scans, just because the um okay. the extra somber tracer in there is important. And the reason why I say, and most people are like, well, isn't that normal for a hit scan? You'd think it would be, but you'd oh, be surprised yeah. at how few hit scans actually play an effective tracer and or sombra. Yep. Um, and there's there's very few people that could, can play good sombras, so. I mean, it, it also depends on what, what is going to meta. Like, Trace is a fair chance that she ends up being meta at all points just because she's good. Sombra is a niche of hero that she comes and goes. It really depends. So, And they've changed Sombra enough in Overwatch 2 that it's very difficult to tell where her place in the meta could be. I think it's like, she seems like she could be good. Like, oh, everyone said she was broken in the um, Overwatch League preview in the, in the finals. But, you know, patch changes can can make her viable or less viable blah 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 at, at any given point so she's a very influx type of hero i would never bank on like we need an elite sombra player uh because yeah, you, you you're how likely is it you're going to get a sombra meta yeah. and and to be in all fairness to shanghai they rolled pretty good dice in terms of RN, meta rng to get a sombra meta mm -hmm. um i'm not saying that's the only reason they won um but but obviously it, it helps a lot it helps a lot because if it was a ride meta instead who knows? Maybe Atlanta or Dallas could have been the better team. I'm just saying meta does play a big role, and they sure. they did happen to have the best Sombra player in the world on their team for a very specific Sombra meta, of which we haven't had a lot of Sombra metas. So you can't bank on, like, we got to get lit for the Sombra metas. Like, do you even know when a Sombra meta is going to yeah. come through? Like, it's so hard to tell. As a GM, that's not something you want to bank on. Um, the thing is... But if you're rich, the... you could just have them on your team anyway. What's your thing? Like, I don't think... like. The reason Lip isn't considered a hyperflex is because he doesn't have to be. Like, he, once again, like, I feel like everyone, like, and that's true for Leaf as well, everyone sort of does shit that everyone else does. That's not true for Lip, bro. Like, he, his Samba is very clearly above everyone else. Like, you, usually, like, for instance, in the Tracer discussion, right? Which Leaf is definitely one of the best of. He's not... Like, if you think he's the best Tracer, he's not far away from everyone else, bro. Like, and, and not everyone else, but the top Tracers, you know? Mm -hmm. 
By the I mean, way, I'm not convinced that if Lip was going to play Tracer the entire time, he couldn't do the same to Tracer than to everything else because stats indicate sure. based on the two hours that he is actually astronomically better than everyone else. I I have a little reservation for that because I need to see more stats. I can't just be like yeah. you can't just be a two hour ten or a ten minute Andy on one hero. Two hour yeah. Andy. I don't think I don't think it was two hours, was it? It was less than that. I don't know. It was not a lot of time. Eric check. Um your stats even out. And also here's the other thing. Um, this is a bit of a chicken and egg scenario, but it's like how much of farming good stats is because you're also on a good team that's just winning because you're better teammates as well. Sure. Now the chicken and egg situation there is, well, the team also could be winning because you are good. You are mm -hmm. what makes your team win, right? So there is a bit of a two ways to kind of look at that. The reason why the stats are more convincing for leave is because you know that his team would be bad without him. You know, that would be true. Yeah. Whereas sure. you replace lip, who knows Shanghai, you know, um, with another great hit scam, you'd definitely be lacking in the cyber department, but I don't think Shanghai would be hurting an insane amount in comparison. Well, this is not going to be a Shanghai versus Chengdu discussion. We're like we're like getting a little bit sidetracked here. Yeah, but trying to come back on the rails a little bit. Um, essentially, where we're headed is, you know, to finish off. Actually, I'll just, I'll just say one thing. We would we'd probably be having a very similar discussion about Sparkle if we just came out of a Doom meta. If we just came out of a Doom meta, you could say, yeah, this Doom is just like way above everyone else. I mean, it's true, but we didn't get a Doom meta, so who fucking cares? It's like, and mm. if we don't get a Sombra meta, who fucking cares? I don't care that he has a better Sombra than everyone if we don't have a Sombra meta. Because heroes like that, it's rare to see them in meta. Very rare. So, you know, but if you get a Doomfist meta, well done. Dallas just win. Give them the fucking trophy. It's finished, right? Um, Heading back to Chengdu, back to leave. Great player to build around. If you lose him, well, it's, it's just a Pritter and Jimmer. So let's talk about the DPS line as a trio. We don't have uh, Jimmy anymore. We don't have Taro Cookie anymore. And we are on probably this three player lineup for me is better than that four player lineup they had before. Easily. Where it was just messy. I don't even know what was going on there. They added Tara and Cookie partway through. I don't, I don't even know what he was there to do. Kaneki was on there too at one point. Was he? Yeah, there was that. So that 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 five-player DPS lineup that they had was just not yeah, great. Uh, Pritta kind of does everything Tara Cookie, Jimmy, and Kaneki does together all in one person. Yeah. So, it does them better, yep. probably. Yeah. Oh. You have, you have yeah, Leave, who's Leave, and then you have Jimmu, who on his very specific heroes, uh, dominates pretty hard. And he still needs he still needs to really the Sombra's good. It's just, you know I don't know. When when Chengdu were really were really popping off, I thought his Sombra was insane. But I don't know. I they they obviously had issues towards the end, so this is a I mean, this is a lineup in terms of their DPS words. Prita, I think, is rookie of the year candidate, won't win because there's that other of the year that's coming in that's probably going to very easily take it but like in a yeah. in a world where proper doesn't become get into like overwatch league i think a print is definitely probably second front line. runner yeah i think second and yeah for give the year i think the dude is fucking cracked out of his skull he's won three finals in a row in chinese contenders three finals mvps in a row and it's been on various different things like the problem that i had with the Prita going into this season when it was or this year rather when it was team chaser was i was like okay the tracers sick nasty you've been team cc the best team in uh in contenders and tier two mm. you beat them with your tracer because it was that good and you were like 
just nuts. So like, what can you do beyond that? Okay, so he comes out. It's still relatively a tracer meter at the start of 20, um, 2021. Uh, you know, Team Chaser are doing, they're doing okay. Like they're not farming too heavily. And then the meta sw switches a little bit towards like, I think Reaper started to become like a thing that they needed to play, like stuff like that. There was like Ash, there was Cassidy, things like that were starting to come into play. And then Aprita plays those and plays them really, really well. And I think that he's gone from a player who was just a tracer one trick to someone who is still extremely good at the tracer. Like, don't get me wrong. I think his tracer is, I don't know if it's better than, it's not better than, so I'm not go for that. But like, it's, it's up there. It's definitely comparable. up there. Sure. It's comparable to that. I think his Cassidy and his long range hit scan have gotten much, much better since the time that when he started playing. And he also has some like wrinkles that all the, all the Chinese DPS players seem to have where it's like, there's just that one other hero that they can play really. So, like it's like a not even a hit scan, like a flex or a projectile. Um, so if like this is a player that if like comboed along with leave, I think this is one of if not the best DPS duo that's in the world mm -hmm. between these two players. How about just I as a line? Let's good. talk bringing the whole line here because so the compare. line. The problem with the line is that Jinmu has three two, like th I would say two that he's like probably can be considered top ten in the world at. If not just top one, I think his Ferris is still probably potentially the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. And his Genji, while it's very fast and loose, and Joe remembers from Moss Seven Club how much we Don't flamed die. him for this, but he can play. He can play a pretty gosh darn nasty Genji. So Certainly if can. like if if they hit the Lotto with like Jinmu's specific heroes, I think this DPS line easily top three in the world. If you kind of just like go overall, I think it's for sure top five. Because of the fact that I think Jinmu is pigeonholed slightly with the heroes that he can play. Because it's like, it's really good if it's those two heroes, like the Pharah and the Genji. If it's not those, Jinmu loses a little bit of his um, potency, I think, in the DPS role. Yeah, I would tend to agree. Um, I, would, I would put a slight premium on Jinmu in particular. Um, I think he fills uh, what I guess we will end up calling the funny hero category. Um, that I think a game like Overwatch 2 and everything that we're hearing about it, um, especially in the, the, the orbiting rumor mill of the Scrimbucks NFT fiat currency exchange. Well, you um, can get Scrimbucks NFTs now? Hey, you might be able to. No, that's coming. That's coming, 100%. I'm yeah. minting. Scrimbucks. <laughs> no. Yeah. What have we done? We put My Scrimbucks to own for me. The metaverse is wild right now, by the way. True. Okay, it's we're not talking very... about that. That's a two-hour discussion that Yusker is not allowed to start. <laughs> True. Um, it's just going to end up with him having sex with robots, so it's okay. Continue so, your point, Joe. <laughs> anyways, Jinmu plays the funny heroes, and shut up. Um, <laughs> he plays funny heroes, and with how fluid Overwatch Two could be, um, I think that's going to be useful. Let's say. Um, and yeah, I, I fills the gap. Easily, yeah. Mm -hmm. Does a lot. It has a very poignant hero pool. Um, is a good, yeah, gap filler. The good, thing good is, though, I don't. I mean, it's a gap filler to an extent, but like, you have leave on, here, so there's really are no there's, gaps. Don't exist. No, there well, are gaps. There are gaps. There are gaps. We no, saw that clearly. last year. Yes, no, there's because no, 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 no. It's another player gap. gap. It's not a gap in what Leave doesn't play. It's the fact that Leave can only play one of them and somebody yeah, else yeah, has yeah. to play the fucking other one. True. Mm -hmm. That's the problem, which is why a printer on this team is important because you now finally have a second tracer. Because between Jimmy, Tara Cookie, and Kaneki and Jimmu, there was not a second tracer. So Leave had to, you want Leave to be your tracer play for one. 
yep. but also if Leaf plays a Traxxon, then no one can play your Echo. No one can play your your. Yeah. I guess your maybe yeah. I guess Jimmy can play against you. No one can play your X other hero that you need, your second hero that you need. Yeah. And so what end up happening is you have it's these like kind of situations where um. What were some of the situations we had? I mean, last year... I know, I know Jinmu had to play Torb at a couple of points when it wasn't, like, really that... I think that was, like, specifically a Chengdu thing that I would a lot. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I remember playing Torb. I do the remember Sombra, that as well. The Jinmu Sombra was, like, the main one that they brought out a lot, which was, like, towards the start was pretty... Which... Pretty not good. To be fair, it was a, it was a Trace of Sombra meta, so they did nail that. So, in that regard, I think they did well. Um... But there, you, there were actually a few points where, as far as we say, Jimu's a fill the gap kind of player. There were a few moments last year that I specifically remember where Leave actually played around Jimu and not the other way around. And those were specifically the yeah. fire maps that Chengdu really wanted to, like, you know, pocket hard the fire. Fire is a win condition. And in that case, Leave was not their, like, ace in the whole player. For that, it was actually Jimu and Leave kind of played his hero pool very flexible, obviously, around Jinmu and, and did things for the team that benefit the team around what Jinmu was doing primarily instead of the other way around. That was one of the few times you see that. Mm -hmm. The beauty of having a flexible player like that. It's a so, good, good thing to have. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the leave Sombra, by the way. A few times I saw him get off Trace and go into Sombra yeah. just to be a very low maintenance kind of player, low resource kind of player, so that Jinmu could just get everything. Uh, so there was that. Let's talk about the tank line. It's just can, one player. Can I really quickly just comment on. on, like, does anyone also have this feeling of just, like, their dopamine receptors in terms of, like, crack DPS lines just being, like, very tired this, this season? Like, I'm looking across the league, and yeah. yes, in my mind, like, of course, Leaf, Apreda, Jinmu are nuts. And in every other season, my mind would go, like, whoa, bro. That's, like, 10, 15% mm -hmm. better than, like... 90% of the league, right? Now I'm looking at these DPS lines and I'm like my, I'm I'm uh, dopamine overdosing. Everyone is cracked yeah. now. What is happening? Yeah. It's because it's because season 1 set the expectations so low, set the bar so low <laughs> that now like if we look sure. at this like oh my god, are you like a kid in a candy store and everyone's got good DPS? But that's how it's supposed to. That's what it should have been from day 1. You know, Bro. it's supposed to be the world's best players here. Like, yeah. How can there be any team that doesn't have good players is what it should be, in theory. Ju but just that's how theory. it has been in the past. Just in your... Okay, go into your mind palace, okay? And now, we're once again in season one, okay? Nope. Hello, clockwork. And now, imagine <laughs> if the expansion teams were already there, and the DPS line that is playing against, like... You know, Linksus, one of the best uh, DPS at the time, you know. Mm -hmm. Now imagine the DPS line of Develop, Choice A1, and Eileen. What they would be doing to everyone but, like, Birdring and Profit, right? Like, yeah. it, and that is probably one of the, you know, less proficient DPS lines in the league, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of APAC specifically, right? Like, it's, it is actually insane what the level is right like yep. i guess you would have to say uh and we're getting to them but like dia innovation becky or like but even then xc's in there right like it's it shit's nuts yo like this this year and if if, if it is actually as DP, dps dominant bro especially hit scan that shit is fucking like top of the line now nobody sucks yeah. anymore 
<clears throat> Finally. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. We can generally, not just the DPS line, we can generally say that about every also, single team upgrading, yeah. which is what, we, what is what it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be, when you have the top level professional league, everyone's supposed to be good. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, but like, but like, but like, you don't have Silver 3's Genji anymore, so like, what's the point of playing? So, speaking of the tank line, speaking of <laughs> tanks, Gaga the solo tank. Now, I think the understanding here is, and again, reiterate, very hard to talk about the whole roster implosion situation, mm. but I'm, I'm fairly sure connecting the dots here in my, my, I'm still in my mind, mind palace currently, Yiska, <laughs> is that. They obviously haven't signed another tank player because they're trying to cull players. They're not trying to sign more. They're trying to get rid of mm. players, right? In terms of money, that's why they don't have a second tank player. So we're just going to assume it will remain one tank. Tony Gaga. He's going to mm. play everything, yep. including the off tanks and whatever new tanks come <laughs> out. And he's just going to do it I, all. I think in, there is a world where he doesn't play the Zarya. I think Leave mm. plays Zarya. There is a world. Oh, they do. Bro, if mm. Leave has to play the Zarya, then you then Jim Moon or Prudit have to play whatever else the DPS needs. Yeah. And I promise yeah, you right fine. now, no, it's not fine. Because yeah. I can tell I you right fine. now, no matter what meta it is, you want your best DPS play on the DPS and not on the tank. Mm. I think because... if you if well, okay, no. I think if you want, because I don't think I don't think Gaga is gonna be that great at Zarya. If this is a if it's a meta where you can play Tracer and you need like Zarya with it, and it's like Tracer Genji Zarya. And you need, like, I think a Prita can fill that gap. I think that putting Gaga onto Zarya, if he's, like, really not performing, I think there is a very good chance that Leave just goes and plays Zarya, which he's That'd actually very good at. I'm sure he's good at everything. But my my real take, my my real sort of insight here is what, in terms of what I know about how Chengdu operate, they would sooner play off meta than to, to do that, I think. I don't think it's likely. I think it's a thing, though. I think it's it's a possibility that leave if it, if Zarya becomes a like very strong tank and is like mm -hmm. a necessity. I think Zarya would have to be OP. She would have to be unbelievably. Yeah, good. I'm not saying it's like a likely situation. I'm saying they do have this opportunity in their back pocket yeah. because of the fact yeah. that leave can play it, which I think that like if it's I think there are a couple of DPS who can do that just mm -hmm. because of goats and like stuff like that. Yep. I think the best thing about Gaga was that Gaga was good at every main tank. I think he's good at literally every main tank that's that mm -hmm. exists right now, so they can cover that. Off tank is something that I think is going to be a struggle potential for him. Can I just say, uh, if if what you're saying is so, the, here's the, here's the situation that gets painted in my mind. For that to happen, Zarya would have to be the most important hero in the meta, so important that your best player needs to be on the Zarya, similar to where it was in Goats, where like your Zarya player had to be phenomenal. Um, but if that was the case, then everybody would be putting their DPS on the Zarya. Proper would be playing Zarya on the Shock as well. Well, did he you play during have... Goats? Or... Uh... He did play Zarya during Goats. Yeah, all those okay. guys, all those DPS, Decay would be back on Zarya. Like, every DPS, that, would that wouldn't be like some... That would just be normal. I don't know. That, to me, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be like, oh, we have to fill with this guy because whatever. You know, I don't know if I'm explaining this properly. Basically, what I'm saying is like... I know that situ for a situation yeah, yeah. where Leave ends up playing Zarya, it would have to be a Zarya meta where the DPS just plays Zarya anyway. Yes. I think it is so it wouldn't be a weird it thing. Would be a, it would be a very Chengdu thing for them to just, like, throw out some wacky shit and just be like, yo, <sighs> we can just put... I, I think it's very... Again, I think it's very unlikely that he ever steps into playing off tank ever. But, like, it is something that I think that should be considered should Zarya sure. become incredibly important that there are DPS they are going to need to play, potentially play Zarya. Agreed. And while Leave is very, like, I think leave is extremely good. I think I don't know if losing. <clears throat> I don't know. It would have to be a situation where like you're not going to lose as much 
between having the Pridon Tracer to mm-hmm. you would lose to having Gagon Zarya, which is potentially very not like that's what I would that's where it would be a decision where I would be like, yeah, you might need to put leave on Zarya because this I mean, just, this shit isn't working out. With Gaga would have to be he would have to be real poo on Zarya. Yeah. For that. He doesn't play he any. Have to be because, like they don't they, like he hasn't played any. He has not played like, shit because he's never needed. Yeah, all the main tanks haven't played it. That's that's right. But there are other teams that have. There are other teams that'll just be like, okay, Zarya's meta. Let's put in space. Let's put in other off tank. Right. There are a lot of teams who can fill that gap. I think Gaga and I think Chinese tanks in general do usually have a very good understanding of how to play the other heroes. So I think, Mm -hmm. especially like if it's just like, you know, any of the main tanks, I think Chengdu's. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is they all have to learn it anyway. All the current main tanks have to learn it. It's sure. I I think you'd be surprised. I think you'd be surprised. It's, it's. I don't believe it will be a thing. Team, some teams will do this anyway. It's probably not going to be a likely thing that you're going to see. Like, oh yeah, now now space comes in for Zarya and Rhino does this thing. It's it's definitely more. I'm, I shouldn't be using Glads as the example, but I just use them because you were using you were saying space. I'm just saying any team. This is not specific to Glads. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more um, efficient to have one tank player be your starting tank, one being the bench player, and your okay. starting tank player plays all the tanks across the board. Agree. And they have to learn everything. Okay. Um, and so every every like every tank in the league currently is currently having to do that. If you are Piggy, you have to learn the main tanks. If you are, you know, plus, uh, another good example, Kellen has to learn the off tanks as well. Those are teams with only one tank, but even the tanks, even the teams with two tanks, you know, you're you're more likely this season to see a starting player and a bench player, and that starting player just plays everything, uh, oh. in my opinion. Currently, is what I have in my mind. And you'd be actually, there's a lot of teams that only have one tank. Chengdu mm-hmm. only have one tank. Fusion only have one tank. Valiant only have one tank. That's three teams already. Smurf on Soul. That's four. Valiant uh, have a tank. True. Uh, they have a <laughs> tank. Houston only have Piggy. And Kellen on New York, that's already six teams. It's already Kaluge on San Francisco is seven. False and Titans is eight. Eight teams out of 20 only have yeah. one tank on their team currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, with Gaga, I think it's just like, I think, I mean, he gets the benefit of just like, I don't think he has to practice any of the other main tanks. So he can just spend the entire yeah. like time just grinding off tank. I thought, like, based on what I was thinking, it would be more of, like, this is, like, this is the specialist for the off-tank. Like, they're gonna go in when, like, off-tanks are meta, and then, you know, swap whenever it just becomes that type of deal. Um, because well, we, got to, we got to the end of the last season, and it was very clear that, you know, the, first of all, objectively, the teams that were doing the least amount of substitutions were succeeding. That's not, yeah. like, a hard and fast rule that was, was always true 100% of the time, but from even, you know, insights into teams and what people are saying um i think D- i think i have to be careful about this i think dp in some of the content has mentioned this as well just stuff like doing less substitutions is overall better for your team yeah. to build that synergy and to build the trust and to just to and build the flexibility within your starting lineup rather than rely on a bunch of substitutions um that's totally okay. that's the thing though Avril. like last last episode we said like it's still not a bad thing to have a lot of players on the roster because, like, you don't want to be in a position where you have to clobber your six together and put, like, nails in into the marble. You want to, like, chisel it out of out of the marble block, right? Yeah. And, like, you want to have more to start with to find your y- six. Yes. To find your starting five within your larger group of players. Yeah. 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 So. So. 
So Gaga is by default their starting tank. He's the only and one. he's good. I mean, he's he's very good. He was very good last season whenever he was yep. tank. I think that he was potentially the best ball that we had in the world. Yes. Besides Fate, maybe, because Fate mm. had gotten so good. But they I think got there. Yeah. I think Gaga was right there as like best ball player that we had. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready for a world where Gaga is the best tank in the world. Yeah, same. I think he. We'll see, but I think he'll have a better season than I think people expect. Like that team, I, bloodline man. I don't uh-huh. remember seeing across either contenders or Al any Gaga Ryan. I'm not too sure what he's like on that, and that's mostly it's because Chengdu didn't play it's, Ryan. It's like yeah. it's in contenders. It was it was okay. They had to play it for like a. It's not because it's not. He played it on LGD when like Ryan was important and it was right. It was okay. I think Ryan is the Ryan is the worst out of all. I would because Asian teams in general don't play less don't Ryan, play Ryan and Chengdu in particular don't play Ryan. They just ignore Ryan as much as they can and go anything but Ryan. So depending on how the meta is, if it's a very fluid meta, Chengdu will absolutely force dive tanks and dive heroes. Mm. Um, I think they will suffer in. Like a hard set, you must play Ryan meta, like goats. If you if you're in a very, very, you either play Ryan or you're throwing type of meta, then Chengdu will be in trouble, maybe. Yeah, but um, would agree. I think even in in that <clears throat> same like kind of perspective, um, there's there's definitely possible like there are avenues where Gaga and Chengdu, um, just like like you said, they either force like dive tanks or they do some like weird off tank stuff that I I genuinely believe people like Gaga of that class uh, main tanks coming into Vogue post Wrecking Ball uh, have a different skill set than older main tanks, not in terms of age, but in terms of career length. Um, that should, my opinion, uh, transition better into these roles. So yeah, I think Gaga will Let's have a pretty good season. End up on the supports now. They are the only team in the league that have four supports. True. It's not uncommon this year to have three supports because a lot of teams are banking on yeah. double flex plus one main. Mm. But Chengdu have held Thank on to know. all four of their supports from the last season and Transition. they. To what, to what? What? What do you mean? To the support. Oh, well, we're just going to supports. That's what I've. That's what I've already yeah. done. Yeah, I've, I'm doing that yeah. currently. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kenobi's arrived with us at the support discussion now. Four supports it's a on this bit team. Late. Yeah, it's all right. There's we there's extra buses at all times, <laughs> late into the night. So two main late. supports, two uh, two flex supports, uh, who Chengdu last year even regularly changed up. You know, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It, it was mostly, I would say, you'd have to say by default was Monkey Volto as the starters. Yeah. Then Nisha Farway kind of came in. Nisha got a lot of game time actually. Farway got minimal game time, but still received a fair amount. Velta was um, uh, catching up with Attack on Titan. <laughs> towards the end, for sure. Um, or, or something. These, these, it's, it's probably one of the most unique support lines in that any other team would just play two players and the third guy you'd never see if you mm-hmm. had three supports. Here you had four supports and they were regularly, liberally, liberally being swapped in and out across the season. And they've kept all four supports. Now we know, obviously, based on the Halo report, at least two of the sports are likely gone. But, I mean, let's just consider that if they do have four, I mean, we can consider both variations. If they did, if, if they do have still have four, what does that mean? How do we like the support line with four players? I mean, is it just a repeat of last year where you just swap people yeah. in and out? It's, I think they just, it's more, it's like a 2-2 thing where it's, they just swap the pairs. Okay? 
It's the matter. They weren't even locked in pairs. They weren't even locked pairs. We had Nisha Monk, you had Farway, you had We've seen, we've seen all variations. Mostly it was though. Most of the time it was Farway, Farway Nisha, and it was Velto Monk. Yeah, I would say so. Mm -hmm. But so, they weren't scared of even swapping. Yeah, yeah, they would. I mean, yeah. there were times where they would, but I think, I think going into, if it was two, they're gonna just pick like either one of the pairs and then. Unlikely. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Uh, in general, I think they really can't go wrong. Um, you you really have to like break out the 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 marine MREs and your Crayola crayons to uh, really fuck this one up. Um, yeah, I think overall, it, I'd like to see either pair or all four. Um, I don't really see a a, a massive downside either way. Um, for Chengdu to waltz into Overwatch do it. I like either one. Cool with either. I think that's that's the biggest redundancy, right? Like you don't need Nisha and Yvelta uh, on the, the same team. Like you decide basically. Like I think Yvelta, you can say is probably the better player, even if maybe not by much. And but like he's also the more problematic player, so you now have to like weigh that again against each other. Maybe he had to. Uh, had his like moment of clarity that he can't do that shit anymore. Um, mm -hmm. Last season, after being publicly called out, no idea. But you don't need both of those players at the same time, yeah. right? Yep. Um, so I, I don't hate that. I think the double flex support always makes sense, um, especially because Kenobi. How how confident would be you be in Iveltal picking up a flex uh, support? Very low. Yeah. So. I think I mean, he's he's a nuts Lucio player, but I mean, maybe Zen would be like the the thing I'd feel the most confident because it feels like that's the one that people, if you're a main support, you can like Zen seems to be the other one. Mm. Um, sometimes they'll play in terms of flex supports. Yeah. I think in a perfect world, they get rid of Ivelto Nisha and they keep like Farway and Monk because I think they're both very very good. Both have their that I think they're better than the other one at. Like I think that Farway Zen is really, really good. Because mm -hmm. um, I remember in Gauntlet, like he was consistently the best Zenyatta that we had, in, in, yeah. and I mean like yeah. in Korea too. Like he was, he was, he was one v oneing proper on Tracer. Like that's how good he was during Gauntlet. Mm. And so like losing him would be unfortunate i think monk though on the ana is like I, I don't know what ana looks like uh, monk's ana is fucking disgusting i think it's it's really good and i think if you switch them onto like the other like hero where it's like if you put far away on anna if you put monk on zen like it's still fine but those are like the two heroes that's like which one do you think is probably going to be more important going forward that you probably keep on just just to be clear monk didn't uh, far away didn't play against proper at all because proper wasn't in the gauntlet oh sorry and... yes, um it was it was uh the Gen G um, Tracer. Stalker. Stalker. There Stalker then. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Which the community, shame on you, rated very lowly. So <laughs> you'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah, so very strong support line. If if all cylinders are firing and people aren't going to bed in scrims and doing other shit in scrims they shouldn't be doing, we're assuming, we're, like, Pig Chengdu back in... I don't know, Countdown Cup, they were, they were peaking pretty hard. Summer Showdown as well, they were quite strong. Um, the support line, one of the best in the world. Yvelto, when I looked at the Brig, when he was playing against Lip, he shut down Lip Sombra so hard in that Summer Showdown winner's bracket final. Still, I think, one of the best games of last year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, people overlook it because it's not a grand finals, but guys, I mean, it, it, it really, it was one of the best series of all last year. Simply, you know, doesn't have to be a finals match. It can, you know, winner's bracket game, very important. Two of the best dives teams in the world, the two best ball Sombra Tracer teams in the world going at it. And you're just seeing the highest level gameplay. And I think that was the best of Yvelto Brig I've ever seen. It was so good that at that exact moment in time, I thought it was the best Brig in the world. At that exact moment in time, obviously, that's a peak. And you can't always play at your peak unless your name is Lee Jagon. Looking at the rest <laughs> of the Chengdu, um, this support line in theory is really good. Mm-hmm. When I look at it in comparison to the other support lines, I'm trying to I'm trying to see who who's do I like more. I still think I'd rather take Lee Jagon Iziaki. As a two yeah, piece I mean, over anybody. I mean, that's just I mean, an easy anyone choice. In Shanghai is just like they're all. But beyond that, I think I'd take the Chengdu backline over anyone else's. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not seeing that many other in in the Eastern Division anyway. I'm not going to talk yeah, about just in, in the East for sure. I think they're the the best at the current. Yeah. Besides, you I know, Lee Gong is a Yaki. I don't think anyone has the same. No, I don't think they. I don't think anyone else has a better support line than Chengdu. And I think that would be true even if they only had two players instead of four in that support line. I'd agree. Yep. Same. Joe's right. You can't really go wrong. Yeah, you'd have to, like, actually pull names out of a hat or throw fucking darts at a board and end up with, like, you're cutting both your flex supports. Yeah, Nisha Yveltal is worst case scenario somehow, if that's how we get to this. I... I... How the tables are turned, you know? (laughs) Last year, preseason, Nisha gets signed and was like, what the fuck? Why would Illusion be on a team? I mean what he did he got like an identity change right where he's just like he left the 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 changed his name. stuff behind yeah. him you know <laughs> new Thank identity now he I'm leveled Nisha. up he evolved he cleansed he cleansed himself of illusion from t1w it was just an <laughs> illusion it was a mirage right okay let's rank the teams kenobi you kind of already did this at the start you cheated so you you learn the rules now. We don't rank until the end. Oh, Just give God. us your ranking. How do, how, where, do, where do you think this team will place in terms of a... Very a, a, easily a second place. In the Eastern Division. In the Eastern Division. In, in World 5th, top 5. Uh, like 5 out of... the Number 5, five out yeah, of the top yeah, 5? Yeah, number 5 out of 5. The 5th one. Just curious, who, who are your 4 above them then? And in, in, no, not in any particular order, just one of them, Shanghai. Shanghai, Dallas... Um... Oh, Atlanta, uh, and then I don't know Lads? what your fourth would be. Glads, I think, was my fourth. Though you were very slow. I was like, I'm wait. I, I was waiting for the Glads the whole time. Yeah, Who, yeah, by Glad. the way, I'm just gonna let you all know. Glads are picking up leave. No, I don't know. They, they have <laughs> the money to that. They, they would. The they, would they would be. Yeah, <laughs> they would. Be. They have. Yeah, they yeah, both I mean, have the money. The, why would we play the season uh, if they have leave Kepster? Man, there's no point. <laughs> they no. they both have the money too. And they're both like, ah, fuck it, we'll do it. And you're just, why not? Just pull the check bag, <laughs> checkbook out. He's available. Got the SoFi Stadium. Mm-hmm. Got infinite Cronky money. Fuck it. Get the MVP, infinite put him next to Kepsa. Just see what happens, you know. Totally. Um, <laughs> that would be poggers. That would be poggers. Would that be, uh, would that be the biggest trade in Overwatch League history? Yeah, what? Yeah. What? Getting the MVP? Yeah, probably getting MVP across regions and probably not having him. Of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the biggest yeah. trade. Yeah. Ooh, okay, um, I. Who's next? Topic. Who's next? Do you want to go? Sure. Oh, I'm kind of want to leak. Let me let me quickly leak. 
that could have not been that there's a universe where that would have not been the biggest transfer from in some senses that Glatz would have made that season. Very good. <laughs> what a leak. We get it. We get it. They were they were going after profit. We understand. I don't exactly. Know. I yes. no. Same um, brain cell. Same brain cell. Higher higher market value. <laughs> okay. Mm. Okay. Anyway, so I know who you're talking about. Anyway, uh, Chung, <laughs> to Chengdu. So I think this is, um, yeah, I'm, I, I would have said they're above Seoul for me, but below Shanghai still, which does put them second in the Eastern division for me. Mm. I probably have them as high as top three in the world. Not even, not even just five. I think I they can, have, I, can I mean, see I think them they can be right behind, three. they can be right behind Chung, uh, Shanghai. I mean, yeah. If this team, if this, if if God, we don't have a bad meta for Gaga, and this team is allowed to stay together in its current form, and they don't lose leave, and leave changes the name to stay, then, then this team is really fucking good. They've literally upgraded from last year, and yeah, I mean the Chengdu were already they were already like really pushing the envelope last year. I can only imagine them doing so. The only question mark is obviously the coaching, but yep. we'll see how that goes. I mean, who knows? But post roster implosion i don't know anymore but pre-roster implosion looking at this roster top five baby. top two top two in apac top three in the world even that's how highly i'd read them i think top three yeah. apac Ooh. you think top three apac i'm interested to hear yours because i'm just gonna Who echo a lot of shit as in, as, in, as in you think they're third or you think they're there's third. a likelihood that they could be third they're third just, just, just again. Their roster hasn't imploded yet in our magical world. Yeah, yeah. they still who's have the, everybody. Who, okay, who's who? Okay, who's there's only one answer. I already know. I already know who it is. So and if you say this is Seoul, I'm gonna about. fly to Germany. Oh, let me, right let me now. get to fucking that. Yeah, on my friend. Consider who Yiska's favorite player is and what team his favorite player plays on. Buying a ticket right now. Also, Swimbucks. But it doesn't have any thoughts. Can't think. No, it's Seoul. It's of course fucking so, yeah, bro. Oh yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, it very like I. I hey, don't yo, yo, hate real it. quick, real quick, real quick. Go ahead. Yes, if you cash in your scrim bucks, do you get profit? Do you make profit? Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Certainly. He thanks, certainly. Thanks for like having to. me on the show, guys. It's been a real good. One. <laughs> <laughs> that's my time, everybody. I've had a lot of fun. I talked about Chung, dude. That's, that's, that's all, <laughs> all you were here to do. It's all you were here to do. It's Apex season four grind finals against Runaway all over again, my friends. All right. And then where in the world? Top three in APAC, and where do you think they'd be in the world? Yeah. Oh. If their roster stays. Mm. Sixth. Sixth, maybe fifth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not it's that dejected. mad at that. Very dejected. Okay. I thought you would have learned after okay. last season, but like, I guess I just, how many times it's do you have to teach you this lesson, old man? Uh, like, what? Just... Wait, 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 wait. I thought you're repeating my talking points from the season where they sucked, where they didn't have Ray. What gifts? I mean, because it, because Dokebi's not on the team. Right. We have but... an actual coach now. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> oh, yes, good news. Before Dokebi's, leave, coaches. Dokebi's coming back. Dokebi's coming back. That's what's going on. Yeah. He's oh, like, yeah, he's then, like, there's a few. Fully done. He's like, there's a few. He's like, there's a few uh, vacancies in the coaching staff. You know, Jay feels gone. Mm. Creed is about probably about to be gone. I might just step in. 
Yeah, he's back in. He's back in. Yeah, he can step back to fucking Rainbow Six. I don't want him in any of this. <laughs> I see in Rainbow Six. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean that's the, yeah, that's I get it. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. It went over my head, and then I caught it. All right, um, <laughs> Chengdu for me. I agree with Avril in terms of like um, ranges. I think there is a world where I can put them like confidently, like top three in the world. Um, I'm more confident putting them top two in APAC. Um, and yeah, I would say anywhere from like three to fifth or sixth um, in the world is probably more likely. Um, I have them currently um, in fifth, but that uh, is a big caveat that I'm waiting to uh, kind of cement yeah. myself. So yeah, we will so see, but don't don't annihilate us for uh... I mean, we're kind of speaking into the void at this point. You know, they're going to get your pitchforks. <laughs> you know what to do with them. So it is what it is. You know what fine. my problem with saying sixth is? Uh, that, something about woeful. Uh, no, that that boss Grimbucks. Once again, <laughs> I have like it's every it's every year, bro. That I what? think NA is good, and then it's just yeah, like I fuck. I deluded They're myself not. into thinking NA is good again. <laughs> Oh, that's some NA Andy thinking there. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna. They're just nuts from a European. They're gonna, they're gonna walk into some, some weird comp like ball comp where they just don't know how to play it, and they're just gonna mm -hmm. get fried. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna run their their scrims purely on Ryan garbage, and then they're gonna get to dive stuff, and they're gonna be like, <laughs> me not know how to play dive very well. Yeah, so, Jeej, you're, um, you're a real EU Edward over there. Hey, you're EU gonna... Edward, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just Edward. No, definitely uh, not you cool. with this season, my friends. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> so that is Chengdu. I mean, uh, hopeful that they can keep everything together in some sort of fashion. As I said at the start of this, if they even just keep, you know, six players plus leave, three DPS, Gaga, two supports, including mm. leave, I think their season could still be okay. Yeah. I don't feel as great about it, but... No, I actually would still feel okay with that. I, losing losing two coaches does suck, though. That's kind of rough. Yeah. Um, really hoping for the best for a squad like Chengdu. Mm -hmm. Hard to rate them right now. So again, don't be don't be one of those cringe dudes on the internet. Like, oh, tactical crouch said they'd be as high as top three. It's like, yo, okay, we we don't even know what their roster looks like. We don't know what the whole situation looks like. Can't rate them off anything except what we do know, which is what is official. So mm. that's what this is about. So don't be one of those dickheads later on. Thanks to you for watching the. Uh, Chengdu preview and we're going to be watching uh, we're going to be going on to the next team now we're going to be moving on to our second team in the water well I've actually forgotten who was meant to be second someone remind me it, it was charge. Charge. charge was it it was so let me shift over some assets and we are flying down from Chengdu to Guangzhou I don't know where Chengdu is but I know Guangzhou is very far south so I assume you have to fly down Fun fact, though. Well, you gotta about, fly down uh, the rankings for sure. About okay. <laughs> fun fact about um Shooting. about Guangzhou is I'm pretty sure all the Chinese teams play out of Guangzhou because of oh, really thing reasons. So Shanghai oh. actually playing Guangzhou, and I'm, I'm sure Chengdu playing Guangzhou as well. I don't know. I think Hangzhou are the only. I think Hangzhou do play in Hangzhou because they have the Billy Billy facility there. Mm. But the other three teams play out of Guangzhou because of um, yeah. Huh. Uh, I think the internet there is good. That. That's just, that's what I've been. I can't remember where I heard that from, that's but I do know I do know they play out of Guangzhou. That's what mm -hmm. I know. So I know when the whole like flying saga happened. You guys remember? I think yes. Atlanta complained, and Dallas went too happy about it, and then yeah. 
and then Moon piped up. He's like, "Oh, we had to travel too." And he's and then he, they kind of revealed that they flew in from Guangzhou or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was some confirmation there. But yes, welcome to the TCP Guangzhou Charge 2022 team preview. Got a special guest here, brother in the bottom right corner, Kenobi, to talk about what is happening on the GZC, where long. Long are we from that winning roster? Some was it Summer Showdown twenty twenty? Yeah, yeah. Long are we from that from that roster and that team and that uh, man and that title? We are now in. Wait, I don't even know where are we in the Guangzhou timeline? They are kind of in recovery mode from last year, mm-hmm. trying to rebuild this roster. A real upsetting year last year, where I think on paper their team was fine. A couple pieces didn't really land. Like Kaylee did not land where they wanted to. They were really banking on him being a very good player last year, and it didn't happen. Mm. To be fair, though, by the end of the season, they wouldn't have needed him anyway because we transitioned out of an Ash meta into a Traces Sombra meta, potentially Echo meta. So even if Mike Kaylee was really, really hot and really, really good, he would have only done so for maybe a stage or two like Shia was before Shia was forced to play other heroes. Can I so, say? Can I say before we before we do this? You, you, you motherfuckers who are like Eileen's not good enough to be a D, to be a DPS in APAC. Eileen's kind of washed. She's never going to be able to beat a Genji. This uh, like Flutter. I'm still he's, this guy. You know, he's just flashy in the pan. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Why? That was godlike performance. <laughs> all right, that's all. That's all I wanted to do. Okay. MVP of Summer Showdown, by the way. Okay. <laughs> which sorry, which yeah, twenty twenty Summer Showdown. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> 19? No, it wouldn't 19? be. It'd be 2020. Oh, 20, uh, 2020. Talking about 2020. He's talking about 2020. Anyway, so we have... I just need to get that out to, like, vent. Okay. <laughs> we were going to get to you, Kenobi. Don't worry. We were going to get to you. I <laughs> promise you this wasn't going to be a full 30 to 40 minutes of, like, a Kenobi's here, but he won't say anything. So <laughs> we just... It just You were just going to be the screen cap of a face, just, like, the still image of a face uh, between your screen. Okay, what's actually going to happen is... Just going over, uh, so the team is Eileen, Choice of One, Develop, Rio, Krong, Unique, and Molly, with Sungwoo, Extra, and Youngjin on their coaching staff or their their support staff. Now, they had a real rough situation with their supporting staff. I don't know if you guys watched, Chung, not Chengdu, Guangzhou Charge released this kind of content last year that went behind the scenes, following the players around, mm. uh, especially when they went to the live events, because homestands were in China last year, and... Very good content going over kind of their struggles. Now, no one sets out to make that content. That's the type of content you pivot into when you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do some team content this year. Gonna follow the players around and capture us winning. And then we start losing. It's like, oh, well, we'll pivot the storyline a little bit. And the narrative is now like, oh, we'll look at the struggles and all that kind of stuff. We've seen that before. But I do like that content. I really appreciate the team at the Guangzhou Charge for being willing to share that kind of content. Because it's not easy. I get it. You know? Uh, most teams don't want to show the world losing. They want to show the world winning. So Eddie Meng, CEO, uh, I just name you because you're like you're the head honcho to me. Well done. Uh, thank you for putting out that type of content. It's very insightful. Mm. And what we saw was, if you didn't watch it, you should watch it. It's on their page, on their YouTube. But essentially, what we saw was a lot of struggle in terms of trying to keep their team morale up um, through all of the coaching staff changes. Arachno was gone partway through the season. Mm. They had Extra, who was from their, I think, Academy team mm-hmm. from Ultra Prime, one of the best brands in gaming, in my opinion. Um, 
who was basically solo coaching the team when they had no one else. And this was a guy pulling, I think he was pulling double duty. Was he pulling double duty with Ultra Prime and Guangzhou? I'm not too sure. Or he, he was taken off of Ultra Prime to do Guangzhou, but he was kind of sh- kind of just shoved into a bad situation. You know, He has to try and salvage and try and build up this team who was losing from nothing after they had Mike Haley basically flop out, and I think he was then removed anyway. He went, to, um, he went back to uh, Academy. Yeah, what, where I believe he actually did reasonably well, so good on him for that. Um, and then Extra had to kind of pull a lot of weight to get that underway, and then what you had was Song Wu eventually coming in, but he was still unable to get into the country because there was a whole visa process, so he was kind of coaching from remote while Extra's there in person trying to help them out, and then I believe in the last two matches, one or two matches, Song Wu finally arrived in Guangzhou to start coaching, but the season was over. Mm-hmm. So it's a really tough situation. And also, I don't know what happened, but they didn't, they had Jiuhun on the roster. It was like a kind of a ball main yeah. from, from London. And then they just never really used him. They just used Rio yeah. the whole time anyway. I don't know exactly what happened there. So they just had a six man roster because they didn't have Mike Kelly anymore. Jiuhun never got played. Don't know what happened to him. So it was just Eileen, Choi, Krong, Rio, Mandu, and Kareev. Um, and they struggled. So now they rebuild. I just named their current roster. Um, it looks like it should be a more... St- I don't know. I hope it's a more stable roster. You know, I develop, I trust a lot more than Mike Kaylee. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Molly got underutilized on Shanghai, but it is Shanghai. You're mm-hmm. never going to get playtime over Iziaki. Um, and Unique comes in from contenders as you know, a, a reigning champion from Gauntlet from the time in Element Mystic playing next to Sparkle, but also someone that just came from T1 who played exceptionally well in contenders career so but of hope for this team what are your macro thoughts i it's another one of these teams that like you place them in a vacuum and i genuinely think they check a lot of the boxes for me however uh, and it's a sad but not a not a nice but it's a sad but so not, it's not, a, not, a, not a perky round but okay nope it's sad gotcha. um <laughs> when you look at the rest of the league it just kind of doesn't measure up. And if I'm going to be honest, and I know this is probably a little unfair just because I may be overblowing this. Um, I'm not confident, let's say, um, in what is going on with Choi. I think Choi Saewon in general is like, I was excited to see him in Overwatch 2. I was excited to see him with this like new lineup and to hear that he is injured. He had to leave. That whole logistic thing doesn't strike me as something that you're going to be able to count on the entire season. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that isn't the case. Um, I want to say that this is a team that can move up the rankings um, by, by the time power ranking season really kicks off. I just don't know that that's the case. I like it on paper. I like all the boxes. It just doesn't do enough. Just to, just to clear up something really quickly. Mm-hmm. Choice of one, as you kind of mentioned this already, but Choice of one is announced to still be in Korea for medical reasons. Could potentially miss games. Maybe he still ends up playing. Hard to tell. So yeah, they've potentially lost Choi, who was maybe their best player last year. Maybe. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a big blow. Again, it's a big maybe to wonder if he does play. It sounds like again, word on the street, it sounds like he's playing quite a bit. <sighs> I just don't know if that continues all season. Let's let's put it that way. Um, 
you, you don't want to stress an injury. We saw what happened with XE. I, yeah. I won't try to prescribe what happens with Choi. It's just a, 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 a liability that I'm not necessarily super confident in. However, oh, I, I want to like this team a lot, man. If like any other season, this team actually kind of slaps. I think the coaching staff works. Ah, oh, it's so tough. That's my thoughts. <laughs> okay, next person who wants to comment, comment macro. Uh, I mean, macro, I think this team is... If Valiant were around, I think they're the last team in the in APAC, but they're just they're down there for sure. Um, I, I I can't speak as much to like the you know the talent coming. I know Unique is very good from what I've heard like through the grapevine. Um, I think Molly people I think forget how good he actually was back when Chengdu was like actually kind of okay before he went to Shanghai because he was you know playing behind Izayaki and I think that he is a pretty decent upgrade for this team um it's just joe's kind of right where it's like you look around and like there are a lot of really really good squads especially in apac that it's hard to like even if you're mid you're at the bottom like this team i mean if this team went to like na i think this team probably oh this team like, slaps this team is very good in na like in the west but like mm. fortunately you're stuck in a region where there's only seven teams and they're pretty much all really really good so it's just an unlucky situation for them. I think they're doing the best that they can with what they have. And I think what they have is good. Not good enough to, you know, really, really compete potentially. Unless it's like a Genji meta and Eileen again just fucking goes bonkers like he did before. But even then it's like, eh, I don't know. It's, it's hard with this team. They have to really hit the jackpot in terms of like a meta or like a lineup that really, really sneaks them into like a stage yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think they feel they shouldn't feel thin, but they kind of do. Um, I'm not sure. Like, it, it, it's a little weird. Like, a lot of those guys, in my mind, have like either played at some point, were like considered some of the best in the league, or had the potential to be. And now I'm like, what's going on here? Right. Um, yeah. I think this is definitely an upgraded team, but man, I'm skeptical. Yeah, uh, I think Charge generally always wanted to have like a theme behind their um, or an idea behind their roster building approaches. This mm -hmm. just feels pretty cost effective while still being, um, yeah, I think. Like the pieces they kept, I can see why they would. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't see like direct upgrades probably in their likely price range. I think they were trying. It sounded like every every once in a while, like some Western person, either coach or player, comes out and goes like, "Yeah, uh, visa issues." Um, so it, it's interesting. Like I'd I'd love to know just like what their ideas were when building this team. But it just feels, it's not even mean and lean, right? Like they have one more player for each role and uh, yeah. other than support. Um, and I think that is pretty smart. I think that's probably the best if you want to have uh, seven players, the way they did it. But uh, I'm not sure, man. Like... Yeah, I think this. I can't even really like exp 
explain why I would think they are last in in APAC. I think I just trust well, like the coaching uh, of Valiant more, um, especially in a new uh, new game environment where we presumably and it's it is volatile. Like the meta is volatile and. Like, it's going to continue being volatile. We're going to have content injections, presumably. We're going to have balance injections. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have people much more willing to be agile on the spot. I think, like, that's where coaching value is probably amplified, unless you have a very, like, player-focused team that actually is smart about coming up with stuff. But yeah, there's there's not much where I think, okay, so like I'm looking at your performances last year, like what really changed that I now should start believing, you know? Well, it's hard because the rest of the field leveled up, right? I think if Valiant mm-hmm. remained really bad, you'd be like, oh, I mean, charges just feed on Valiant again, no issues. Um, but everyone in seems to have pretty good rosters. Debatably, Fusion has a worse roster, but, you know, the charge can have, will have to fight to catch up to that still. Um, zooming into the team a little bit as we move things along. Let's focus mm-hmm. on the DPS line. Eileen Choi developed with the consideration that Choi is going to be potentially not playing as many games, uh, at least at the start. So their best, like, maybe their best play from last year, quotation marks, mm-hmm. is out for the time being. Um, Choi was really important for the tracer better that they were in, or that everyone was in. And... They were one of the few teams that really, really forced the Genji. Like, they loved the Genji. Any opportunity for the charge to play the Genji, they would last year. Uh, they don't necessarily lose that, but they do lose it from Choi's hand. I think he was their key Tracer Genji dive player. Mm. And, and actually Echo player as well, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Whereas Eileen filled mostly Kent Scan last year. Now, Eileen is, in my opinion, flexible enough to fill both projectile and hit scan or at least flex and hit scan but he's probably more known for the hit scans now you have developing squad who is obviously a hit scan specialist that plus eileen creates an interesting dynamic and i don't necessarily mean interesting in a good way because they've lost their key projectile flex player and choi for the time being so now you've essentially got two hit scans where eileen probably has to try and flex onto other things to I mean, fill the gap unless we're in a double hit scan meta eileen's been before Projectile, projectile player yeah. yeah yeah he's i don't he's know not... how highly i rate it these days especially well, with these like the days, level yeah. of play because especially but... because he's been playing hit scan but this is yes. like he back in contenders when he was there mm. was very much like the counterpart to shy who was the the hit scan so he still baby. got it like, he still he still got like the hits I, I think he still has like if it's like no, hmm. oh if it's like a genji meta i think he can definitely mm-hmm. i think Troy was very good but I have to remember Eileen how say this. they were. He he's had to play around this team in terms oh, of yeah. what the team needs. Eileen, yeah, yeah. Because definitely. last year Choi was your projectile player. Yep. And so Eileen had to end up being a hit scan player because that's what the team needed. Mm-hmm. Now Agreed. he's probably have to ship the other way. Where Choi's gone, develops here. And develops the hit scan player. So I think Eileen's half is gonna have to shift back to being a projectile so he's kind of in this kind of weird topsy-turvy land where mm. he can't just kind of focus on a role and i don't think he is profoundly as talented as leave to just have mastery no, over yeah. both anyway that you can just like who cares yeah i think um you know eileen has had to kind of seesaw back and forth between a couple of different things which is probably difficult to do as a player at the best of times um mm-hmm. certainly for normal players i think he's better than people give him credit for i think a lot of 
fans are not big on Eileen. That's mostly like one of the most underrated players. I think that that's in the league. He definitely is underrated as hell, and and part of that is due to Guangzhou's lack of success. So you mm. you definitely look poorly upon most Guangzhou players if the team does not succeed. People, I think, are much more willing to give Krong the benefit of the doubt. We're going to get to the yeah. tagline in a hot second here. Um, any final thoughts on this DP? Why don't we talk about develop a little bit as well, because we haven't really talked about him. He looks really good in contenders. Has the mm-hmm. tracer, has the hit scans. Main heroes would be Ash and Widowmaker. Probably Widowmaker, one of his key picks. Um, obviously, only played one game with the Shanghai Dragons, considering any bench play for Shanghai is almost never going to get a game. Mm. Uh, can't really base his performance in Shanghai off anything. Hey, got a free ring though. Got a free championship. Yeah. Take that. Started got Molly. Technically, technically got two world yeah. champions on the yeah. team between developer Molly. <laughs> um, he's a he's a T one or no a talent boy, right? Develop. He is a talent guy. Yeah, he, he was on the talent roster and left halfway through last year to join Shanghai as wow. a substitute. And it looks like a lot of Guangzhou is just kind of, you know, they just steal the substitute players from Shanghai, you know, just like bring them down. Hey, that's not a terrible filter, strategy. Filthy, filthy your... So Beibei's next. Watch out for Beibei on the Guangzhou charge <laughs> next year. That might be a downgrade, if I'll be honest. But that oh, that's said... A, that's, that's not a might. That's a downgrade. That is a downgrade. And I actually, I'm a Beibei apologist. Spade, uh, but spade right there, dude. <laughs> when it comes to DPS, um, I think if we're, if we're to like put Choi on like the injured reserve list and you just look at what Eileen and develop can do. I think they can be competitive. I don't think they'll get necessarily gapped too difficult. I think there are maybe even some metas that they could actually shine in. Um, yeah, pretty much. And like, that's kind of it. I'd like to see exactly how Eileen adapts to something like an echo. Maybe if there is a far meta, but that seems a little rough. Um, they have potential. I think they can compete. You'd rather have Choi, if I'm going to be honest. Like, that's that's kind of be the narrative is like, is Choi able to play? And if he is, then this roster genuinely has a shot to to battle for mid. And if it, he isn't there, it's uh, dire straits, pretty much. <laughs> Not good. Cool. All right. Let's take a look at the tank line now, where, as I mentioned previously, People are probably a bit more forgiving to Krong, even though I think the Krong stocks have been falling a little bit. Yeah. We'll be interested to see what happens in the solo tank, man. And a really interesting thing is in the offseason, I can't remember what the contract status of both Rio and Krong were, mm. but they've both been kept on. Um, a lot of faith in Rio, if anything, to be honest with you. He didn't mm-hmm. look great last year, but he's... No. I guess he's capable. I mean, the charge certainly um, think that way. So... There is that. Uh, you'd have to probably say Krong most likely gets more playtime, meta depending. Yeah, uh, I, but even then, I think he's probably the better player to invest in. Yeah. I think Krong, as like an entity, we've kind of like, because there's like this narrative, because he started out really strong. Like, let's, like, to, to be completely fair to him, he started mm-hmm. out like incredibly strong with his debut and like the couple of first, you know, times that we saw Krong were like Krong, very good and his you know, this player that is almost like soft carrying, I would say Guangzhou is, I think a lot Mm -hmm. of the narrative around it was, and then like he's tampered off significantly. Um, So I think it's a bit of a whiplash because like he started so good and it's been like, just like, it's been down. He hasn't been the same like Krong we saw him when he first got here. Mm. Um, So was that just like really good? Like, was that like the peak of Krong? And then it's just like, kind of like we're going down 
to like the tampered plateau of like where he is an average player or is like can he get back there because if he can get back there like again this this team looks like much better but like krong needs to probably fun because i don't expect rio to be the one to really pop Dude. off on this so it has yeah. to be krong i think you know, just step confirming up as well krong and rio were under existing contracts so they were retained under their current contracts mm -hmm. so there's that okay yeah, yeah, I think if I had to nitpick, um, I've I've also been a Rio apologist for a long time. I think he is a workhorse, but we're at a point in the league now where it's, it just isn't going to cut it. Um, and to use Avril's kind of, uh, you know, line of logic earlier, like you don't want to be doing a ton of substitutions just in general throughout the history mm -hmm. of Overwatch. A ton of substitutions doesn't necessarily make for a great team. You don't want a rigid DPS lineup. You don't want it like a really flexible, crazy Houston style. Sometimes it's repel. Sometimes it's raucous. It just doesn't. Yeah, it's not cohesive, right? You don't necessarily want to have to do that. Um, I like ideally that would be fantastic. That's just not how people work. Um, so looking at Krong, looking at his skill set, looking what he did with Sigma in those previous, you know, points of history, like, you know, Kenobi mentioned, he can be a playmaker, <laughs> right? It has mechanics. He can kind of influence the game um, to a degree that like some of the, like the highest rated flex tanks can do. I trust and believe that he's probably going to be the starter, no matter the hero. Um, mm. And if I'm going to be completely honest, I would like, and this is like my only line to see charge genuinely like punch above their way. I kind of want to see them give him the ball. I want to see Krong given Sigma, I want them to be doing some wacky, crazy stuff. Like I, I like creativity for this team in general. I, I, I kind of wrote about it earlier um, with like the whole, the whole choice situation. I think that can push them into some like bold picks to kind of shake things up, be that Chengdu esque team, be wacky, be unpredictable, do some off meta looks to try and like eke out some wins. And I think that can be done off the back of Krong. Final thoughts from Yiska? Yeah, I think the the problem is like, okay, tell me a hero you're confident in one of the tank line on Grangjo Charge could be top five in the world that isn't Sigma. Go. Can't. Krong Zarya, maybe. But then again, there's yeah, a lot maybe. of Zarya. I don't know. Let's forget about top five in the world. Let's just talk about in APAC though, like, are they, who do we, is there a tank line that we think Krong and Rio, well, there's a few that we think they're worse than, but who, who are they better than? They're probably worse than Fate Void, we'll just get that out of the way. Well, the yep. Valiant one. Are they worse than, are they worse than Gaga? Solo Smurf? Solo Gaga? Yeah. Who would you take? Who would you take? Krong, Rio? Oh, I think he's wor worse than Solo Gaga for sure. Solo Smurf, we'll probably get to that one. I would have to. Yeah. You know, that one, that one's a tough one. That is a tough one. I, I think that might be a hot take, a, but I don't know. Is this a middle of the APAC tank line? This is a bottom of the APAC tank. You, you think so? Worse than, yeah. worse than Solo Fury? Worse than the triple yeah. hung? With, right, bottom the, the half, I guess. Let's say bottom half. Okay. I don't That's know, pretty like, safe. You know, I don't mind yeah. that. Bottom half, I'll say. Yeah. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. It is a little concerning, though, that we do think they're worse than potential other solo. But then again, with solo Smurf, I mean, he's goaded. Fury's a very strong tank. Yep. And uh, I think Gaga proved himself as well. So 
Yeah, maybe. Let's talk about the, the supports then. Do we like the supports more? Are we are we high on Molly? Mm, I, I like I do like uh, to be high so, on Molly. I think he's so he was, and I don't know what he's been like. I don't even remember when he played for Shanghai because they were just those were games that like toss maps, yeah. yeah. Uh, but people need to remember that like this guy like was really really good on Chengdu, was really good on LG Huya, was like the only part of that team besides Merit who they just lottoed to win and got to mm -hmm. Gauntlet again. He was the only person when they went internationally that performed well on that LG Huya. No. Everyone else mm -hmm. sh shat the bed. So like if molly can recapture and this is a conversation we'll have about coldest later if molly can recapture kind of the uh, the play and like the level of play that he had when he was you know starting on Chengdu, when uh he was back in lg huya then like this is for sure an upgrade over kareev like oh, instantly yeah. so i think that this is a good very good get for the charge unique i can't speak as much to i don't even remember if he played last year is that he played for T1 last year. T1, okay. Yeah. So I don't know too much about Unique, but Molly, for sure, like, this is a player that I think can be very good for the charge. As an upgrade. I think Unique has been kind of a player from that Element Mystic core that's been a bit of a long time coming. I felt like they all probably should have made Owl at some point. Mm. Um, and the only player that actually hasn't is Alpha. I'm not too sure what happened to Alpha. Takayaki even made it, and he was the bench sure. tank. Huh? So it was that yeah, Unique didn't make it. I'm not too yeah. sure what happened there. Uh, and Unique had to kind of climb his way back through the rest of contenders. And I believe that there was even a point where he stopped playing for Element Mystic. I think he wasn't even on EM mm -hmm. anymore. He was on, yeah, that uh, Team Diamond team. So he wasn't even on the new Element Mystic. I'm not too sure what happened there, but he both didn't get to Overwatch League and also didn't continue playing for Element Mystic. Yep. During the short amount of time that Element Mystic still remained, because again, that that uh, that organization eventually exited contenders altogether, and I think exited mm. esports altogether. Um, but T one was good. He was at least on the good T one because it was a mm. bad T one in twenty twenty. There's a good <laughs> T one in twenty twenty one. He was on the good T one. Now, gotta make sure we know. He, mm. he, it's hard to judge him because main support players obviously hard to tell what they're doing the best of times. Uh, which is why, by the way, when you talk about players like Chorong, it's so amazing because when you can see a main yeah. support just being very active and doing things tangibly, it's like, whoa, holy crap. But most main supports expect them to be pretty invisible. Uh, mm. Unlike Overwatch League, you don't get POVs. You, I can't just go and look at a POV of Unique. Right. So based off feeling, um, I think I'm happy to give him the thumbs up from being a part of that T1 roster. I, I don't think there were any weak members on that T1 roster. Certainly there weren't any gaps that I could see. Mm -hmm. uh yeah not not like a super exciting prospect like chorong but again it's it's main support like it's, it's just hard to tell yeah. very hard to tell so yeah i mean I, I think his stocks would have been higher if t1 didn't have to pull out of mm -hmm. playoffs last year and again for those that don't know t1 pulled out of playoffs because of covid related reasons and i think their team certain parts of the team must had gotten COVID or something like that and they literally couldn't play mm -hmm. so they you know pulled out of playoffs entirely when I thought their team was good enough to potentially make the finals versus O2. Mm. So, you know, take with that what you will. If they if they didn't make the finals, win or lose, I think most of the T1 players, Stonks, including Krillin, including Unique, their their stocks would have been quite a lot higher than they currently are. But I think this is a reasonable pickup, maybe one of those more quieter pickups that people aren't talking about, which is understandable. 
Um, it's not a particularly hype pickup, but I don't think anyone should be down on this pickup. This is a pretty neutral pickup from my POV. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think uh, just judging the support lines in APAC, uh, I don't think it's too crazy to say that the charges support line uh, is competitive uh, at the mid-level, if I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah. I think they can... Just at a skill level, I think they challenge the likes of Soul. I think, if yeah. I'm going to be completely honest, I think they're better than Philly's backline. Um, and I quite like Sparks' backline, but I don't like their management. Uh, that said, yeah, I think Chargers' just backline's pretty pretty all right, pretty good, can be, compete. One important note brought up by Eric was that uh, Jin, who is currently the head coach of Philadelphia Fusion, who was the head coach of T1, who did promote uh, MN3 and Zest, actually chose Fixer over unique which is quite interesting yeah that's mm, there's that i'm not gonna read i'm not gonna read into that too far because i don't want to just <laughs> randomly in certain conclusions and jump to things sure uh i'm not gonna knee jerk that hard i'll just take that with a pinch of salt and it would be fun along. speaking <laughs> of moving along let's finish up by just kind of placing this team now <laughs> sounds a little bit of a bit like sad boy hours now Very this uh, we all agree this is a better team than last year oh without really, a doubt yeah, agree easily Easily. Yeah. So, so given that, where are you putting them, and why is it still so low? Someone go. <laughs> I mean, it's it's difficult. Like when you look at just domestically, right? You look at APAC. You look at how, and as much as you know, we're gonna get into the spark. Oh, just you wait. Um, that that team on paper is a is a supercar, right? That that team is nuts. You look at Chengdu. That team is nuts. You look at Seoul. That team's cracked. Shanghai needs no introductions, right? The charge preseason, right? And then the offseason, Choi's injured. Uh, the, the the caliber of players they have is already like reason to like draw subject or, or you know, suspicious eyes, right? And then there's the Valiant. Um, it, it's, I, I don't like putting them this low. I do think they can be competitive. I think they are a better team than they were last year. I think this is not a bye week team. This is not a resident sleeper. Don't pay attention. Don't watch the VODs. You're going to want to tune into the charge. They are going to be a dynamic. They're going to be competitive. But I can't in good faith tell you that they're going to be better than somebody like the Spark, right? I have them uh, second okay. to last in APAC. And in general, right now, I have them like... Anywhere from like 14th in the world to peaking maybe in the low teens, maybe 11 at like the peak meta Eileen's on some crazy horse pills, some horny goat weed. I don't know. He needs to be doing some crazy shit. Um, real, real quick. You said second to last from Apex. So who's last? Valiant. Oh, I okay. So just above Valiant is what you yeah. think there. Yeah, I Yuska sounded disappointed by that. I have the same. I I have them at sixth, uh, in in the East. I think if this team was in the West, I think they'd be top pa- top half for sure. I think this team would do pretty well. Uh, at least tenth place. Wait, at least seven seventh ish really? in the NA then. Oh, if they if they if they were in NA, yeah, I think they'd be they'd be pretty good. I think they'd be a lot of the teams there. Um. I don't hate that. And so, then, you know, seventh, seventh would be, like, maybe even better than Boston. Yeah, I know. Just so yeah, we Yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I actually think that that's... Yeah. No, <clears> that's not that great. Let's go. Um, Guangzhou, the peak of this team is, like, if they just, like, nut and hit the lotto, where it's, like, 
Eileen Genji or like Choi Se-Wan Genji mm. or like whatever. Everyone just hits like, we, we get a Sigma meta for Krong. We get Molly yeah. on Zen. Everyone just hits their like best hero possible. I do think that this team could potentially get like second. Like I gen, I, I think that on paper Interesting. in APAC, yeah. If oh, they gosh, if they yeah. like hit the lotto and they like get every single one of their players on their best hero, mm -hmm. I think this team can be second. So you would, need, you would need you need you need a few things. You would need a Chengdu's roster employed heavily, which might happen, and B, you would need Soul to just shit the bed again. Who knows? Yeah, I I think it's I uh, think it's possible. There, I think I think based on the you players, need fusion to be bad. They're, you need well, Jin, you need Jin hard, to be like, so. fuck, we should have gotten unique. Damn it. Look, I was wrong. What I, I'm, that's, what, that's what I'm saying, dude. I'm saying if they if they just luck out and hit like the best heroes that they mm -hmm. can on every one of their players, they'll get second or third or something like that. And then I think overall I have them like third. Uh, <sighs> Problem for me is even if they hit the best on their heroes, I mean, there's other teams with players that are also exactly. great on those heroes. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but we've already uh, done we've gross. done this. We've done that we did this in we did this in Summer Showdown. We did this with Eileen Summer Showdown, where everyone is like, Fleta's on the other side, he's going to be playing Genji. x oh. person's on the other side, they're going to be playing Genji. And then Eileen literally just carried the entirety of Chengdu. So, like, we've done this before. It's possible. Oh, Chengdu. Oh, sorry. You know what he meant. I know what you meant. I was going to clear it up. I got to clear it up because the Guangzhou fans are like, he carried Chengdu. Yeah. Um, no, he will carry Chengdu because you don't know about this, but Eileen and Leave are being traded. So he will be carrying one. Wouldn't that be a dream? I wonder who would win that one. Mm. Let, I wonder. Yeah, whose team would beat whose team in that trade? I actually don't yeah. know. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> okay, so. Imagine. I... Yeah, go on. Sorry. What? I, 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 I was about to talk. You had a, you had a tangent. Go on. I'll give you one tangent. You're okay, here's a, here's a tangent. Imagine you're allowed to, like, you know, your mom took you to the toy store and went, just one toy. Oh, and you're this like, shit. No, no, I'm bringing it around. I'm, I'm, I'm swimming. Okay. I'm gonna go to the so you're like, ah, fuck, I need the highest value toy, right? Mm -hmm. Now, it, it shouldn't necessarily be the one that's the most expensive. It should be the one that brings you the most joy, or you know. So, mm -hmm. if you were to okay. pick one toy from the Chengdu Hunters toy store, which toy would you pick? And don't say leave. That would be oh come on, you boring yeah, ass asshole. <laughs> all of the other, all of the other things they have covered. There's literally no reason. No, I would pick Gaga. Well, they can't. Okay, Gaga's not wasn't mentioned for who? Right, Gaga for who? Yeah. Who who do they get if you get Gaga? A, a, a toy store is not an exchange unless your mom well, bartered. <laughs> yeah, you exchange money. So it's you're saying you just buy him and you pay money and then you the money. They just they just they just you pay the salary. The fuck out of this guy and just like just tank him. He's like he's ours now. Okay. Your princess yeah. is in another castle. This is our main tank. Thank you. All right, right. So this but is, is it so, just so that leave? Really? Yes. Are what? Yeah. What? Are we having this discussion? This is this is this feels. I don't so think crazy. it's leave. I don't think it's leave. You think you think they take a Prita? Okay. No. I, I, I'd be cool with that too. I, he said Gaga. He said Gaga. Yeah. Hypothetically, if you can take Gaga, you take Gaga. That's the biggest upgrade uh, that you could make from that roster. And that you're wow. allowed that opinion. What? No. Yeah. No. You're not about to tell me that leave isn't a better upgrade over. <sighs> Eileen, 
develop and choice a one. Hey, I like the spice upgrade I'm here that you it. get over Krong to God. I like it. Yeah, no, that's exactly what okay, I'm saying. Sure. I joked okay. about Eileen and Lee being traded for each other, and here we are now. Okay, yeah, right. I regret my decision. Yisk is high on Molly right now. Like no, I'm in a toy store. I'm in a toy store. Okay. My man's in a toy store. He's well, having okay, an illusion. I'm gonna be real. In a world where Choi is out for medical reasons and can't play, Lee would be a fucking insane player in that position. Anyway, right. anyway, stop overdosing Guangzhou on fantasies, right? They're having wet dreams right now of having Lee on their team and they need to wake the fuck up. True. Um, up, Samurai. So what I'm doing, <laughs> we got an APAC to burn. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to feed some copium. After just taking the copium, I'm going to feed a little bit back and a little bit of hopium back in, which is that okay. I'm not as down on Guangzhou as everyone else. Not, yeah. I'm not just talking about you guys. I'm talking about just generally. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that down. I'm not as down on them. First of all, I have them. Okay, I'm, I'm down in some ways. I'm down in the way that I think they could actually be seventh and Valiant and not and be Valiant could be ahead of them. But I'm also, on the flip side, extending my range both ways. I'm extending my, my, my range downward to go mm -hmm. down to seventh. But I'm also extending the range upwards to go as high as fourth APAC. Okay. I'm not mad at okay. that. Size fourth. Yeah. And and if Chengdu completely shit the bit of the roster, then still fourth. Okay. So <laughs> and still fourth. Yeah. Um yeah, I could see it. I could see them being better than Fusion. I could see them being better than Spark. I could see them being better than Valiant. I could also see them being worse than all three of those. Yep. But I think mm -hmm. they are, they are comfortably in that tier, depending on what happens to Chengdu. Chengdu could join that tier and just completely shake everything up, but we don't know yet. So for now, I'm willing to say fourth to seventh there. Mm. I'm not going to bother commenting on where I think they'd be in NA. That's just getting a little bit too yeah. speculative, so I'm just going to refrain from going that far. So, Jeska... You were a little bit upset that Joe put Valiant last. Yeah, I don't think Valiant's last. I think. Yeah, tell me, tell me that okay. team without the tank is going to be very good. Yeah. I don't know who the tank. I know who they're the going to have tank a tank. Is. Is. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. I know who it is, and I still think they're last. That's fine. Yeah, it's it's their room. And, it's their room and tank assassin. That's their tank. <laughs> what, what else? What? Is no hail tanking? Are they pulling in New York? Hey, well, hey, you said it, not me, bud. You said it, not me. Uh, if, right. if that's where you want to lay your head at night, then by all means, go for it. Nice. Go back to Guangzhou, Jessica. Talk about Guangzhou, please. Right. Um, I think, like, this team is fine to do bad. I don't, I don't hate them for doing bad. But, like, yeah. if they at all outperform Spark this year, this is a huge dub, and I'm celebrating... Oh. <laughs> On the carbs of the smog yeah. with them. And I, Bro, I'm, going. I'm quietly me, cheering for that. It's good. You mm -hmm. just gave me, you, that, you just pop, popped off some real London energy. It's like, I don't care how well we do. As long as we beat Paris, that's yeah. all that matters. <laughs> that's some real London Spitfire energy you yeah. put out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're spiteful over here. Um, Mate, I could go 1 in 23 in my scoreline this year, but if that one is versus Paris, then we won the season. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think they are likely to be last place in APAC. Mm, interesting. We okay. will see. So you... Okay. Remember, for the people wondering, are we going to get to the Valiant in a future episode? Yes. But just as a preview of that, I know Yiska's got Valiant pretty high. <laughs> Yiska's putting Valiant much higher than oh, you think. No. 
He's on crazy. Not, not too high. Look, I'm I'm always like every team is in the super position of first to last until I get my screen. Yeah, bucks, we know. Okay, exactly because you can't think for yourself. You need to have your NA Andy coaches that couldn't fucking. Dude, induction doesn't work. Induction doesn't work. It's all about empiricism, bitch. It's yeah. it's it's making like I'm a good Bayesian here. I'm starting from my priors and then okay. I'm adjusting based on scrimbox. That's how it go. Okay. There's nothing about yeah. originality. There's be about being right and wrong. And I don't think you are often very right comparatively to everybody else. Okay. That is correct, but you I'm guys gonna, are just lucky. We're gonna move on now. <laughs> we're gonna move now now because we're 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 getting too far down the rabbit hole. And we need to talk about other teams. <laughs> so, yes, thank you for watching the Guangzhou Charge oh. team preview for 2022. Uh, long and short of it is buckle up. It's going to be uh, probably a tough season, but there's there's some hope at the end of the tunnel, maybe that I've at least put in there for you. So, enjoy that, and uh, see you for the next episode. No, not not the ep next episode. Next preview, which is happening right now. So we're going to do the next preview for the next team, uh, and this will be the last one for this week's episode, or at least 255. And we're going to be talking about the Seoul McDynasty, which is Yiska's favorite team. It is. And now we're rubbing the hands. I grab. I can't wait grab the, the team, uh, man. This is going to be a I spicy guess, one. I, I guess can feel it do. in the bones. I guess this will do. So Seoul Dynasty. This is a very interesting team because I think for the entirety of their existence as a franchise, they've made that one finals in 2020. But aside from mm -hmm. that, it's not been the greatest run for them. And even that one finals in 2020, most people kind of take that away from them. And they're like, oh, they didn't deserve to be there. Blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, reverse swept. even the one, even, yeah, they did get reversed. That was a really good match, though. That was that was, I love that. I love that Fearless game. That was came out of the fucking hyperbolic came out of time, the hyperbolic chamber, time chamber. chamber and just. So I'm not talking about that finals. I'm talking about the, no. the league finals. The grand finals. <laughs> grand oh, finals. oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> But you just also remind us of that, the stage finals as well. Yeah. Where they went 3-0 up, they need one more map, and they got uh, reversed away by Shanghai. Tragedy. Um, so, Seoul. <laughs> still titleless. Yeah. They've made playoffs. They've done better than some teams. Like, I think Houston mm -hmm. have not made playoffs. Houston and uh, Justice, I think. Those are the only teams that have made playoffs. So Seoul's oh, that's not run right. deep. No, Seoul's run is deep as Toronto and, uh, Houston. Ah, you're right, you're right, you're right. There you go. Imagine uh, this podcast forgetting to hate on Toronto Defined. Couldn't it be us? <laughs> I was going to say, you guys, have, you guys have done plenty of Toronto Toronto discussion. Uh, True. So we're going we're gonna to leave Toronto out of it this time. They've, they've had their turn. So, Soul Dynasty now. Fitz, Profit, Stalker, Smurf, Creative, Vindame. They've kept Creative, Fitz, and Profit. Yep. Fitz and Profit argue, well not argue, they just are the best parts of that team. Mm -hmm. um, they've changed up their coaching lineup as well so Toby has rejoined the roster from Fusion and now he is the head coach they've retained MMA Wizard Young's joined the roster I think he's was he there last year? I don't think he was uh, I think he he's, was. that's a good question I don't remember I don't think no, so no, no 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 he wasn't he he joined November last year so he joined mm. in it last year oh this oh, is he. his second stint I believe yeah. so yeah okay. so Wizard Young has come back with Toby MMA's been there since 2019. Um, Chang has gone over towards the Spark now. And this team has picked up Vindame from, I was going to say, their academy team. Technically speaking, <laughs> he was a Gen G player. Vindame yeah. was on Gen G. 
and his contract was still owned by Genji and Soul. He was on loan to O2 Blast, so he was he played for O2 Blast, got a title with O2 Blast, but his contract was owned by Soul, so they could just yoink him anytime they wanted. And they definitely did that. They're like, "What's that? We have a player in O2 Blast who won. Yoink! That's ours." <laughs> so <laughs> bad luck, everyone else. Uh, Creative comes back, pretty underrated player. Stalker comes in from their Genji lineup as well. So two promotions there. Smurf they bring over from the Shock. So not only do so this is what so this is what Soul do to a motherfucker. They steal two plays from the Shock. You know, Vindame can't. They don't get Vindame over, and they mm. to be honest, probably wouldn't anyway because of Violet. Oh, actually, no, they would because then Violet wouldn't have to play Lucio. Um, so they don't. So Shock can't get the 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 O2 main support. That's not called Chio. Uh, and they can't get Vindame now. They they lose Smurf to Soul as well. Uh, although maybe I don't know if they would have kept both Smurf and Super Super. Maybe they would have just only kept. My point is, Soul have picked up some interesting good pieces, mm-hmm. and I like a lot. The Smurf Vindame Stalker triple piece that they picked up is very fucking nice. Now, do have to bring up they lost Jonak due to yeah. was it medical? Was it I medical? Remember, to be honest, we don't know. It, w- it is Personal curious reasons. that uh, Jonak, I believe, is like still actively playing ladder. Correct. So who knows? So who knows? I. I it, Here's 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 something you have to understand about Jonak's contract. It's still owned by Sol. So if right. Jonak returns to the Overwatch League, he's back on Sol. Yep. Whether he's playing or not, his contract is owned by Sol, so he's back on Sol. Correct. Naturally. He's he can't go to another team unless he's traded to another team. Yep. So he's currently out, he's nowhere, but if he does come back, he's on Sol. So if you like Jonak, well done. You still have him, technically speaking. Yeah. Now, um, I think this roster is sick. I think even without Jonak, I think this roster is sick. I think people were down on the roster because they lost Jonak. I'm like, oh, creative. But I think people were down on creative a little bit unfairly. Mm-hmm. I think he's a, I think he's a player that has a lot. Um, so I'm I'm big on creative to be uh, to be honest with you. I mean, that's... and I think this is one of the best DPS lines, generally speaking, as oh, well. Oh yeah, that's nuts. I think that's fine and dandy to be <laughs> high on creative, but I I much rather still pick two flex supports if I have the option, right? Like. Two flex supports yeah. seems like a high probability of being meta at this uh, stage. So, um, really, yeah, I think I don't so. Know. We'll see. Anything we'll could we'll happen. See. Anything could happen. I mean, I really, the answer is, you're, the gamb- answer is you're, you're, you're fully gambling on a, like if you want double flex support, you're fully gambling on your one of them to be able to play a main support because it'll you happen. have to dude you have to prepare for both I'm, you have I'm, to prepare yeah. for both i'm i'm just like fucking over this absolutely like piggybacking like n- good for nothing else mercy playing lucio playing motherfuckers that like are by far the least requiring role in the overwatch league have been riding what does that mean? What? like if that shit wasn't so boring <laughs> Like to play, then th- that role would be highly oversaturated, right? Is yes, there's boring? really interesting. There's like this. I don't get it. This. I'm gonna take a nap while Yuska does. This I mean, thing. come on. Let's. Is main support if that still exists? Let's say hypothetically in Overwatch Two, <clears throat> is it not <clears throat> clearly the least uh, skill requiring role, and clearly the the talent uh, the role with the least. Uh, we skill don't know. In the we don't know. How do you but know? Even it then, you still even even then you still you still need if if 
We get into a meta where Lucio is important. You still need that guy. Yep. Otherwise, you get Violet Lucio. Yep. Lucio is not a character. So what? I don't mind that. I don't think there's a tangible difference anymore. To what? Mm. What? Are you? No, 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 no. I, the, the, I, you cannot just like, you cannot pick up Lucio as a character just off the bat unless you are really good at Overwatch. You can't. It is uh, impossible. Here we go. There's too many so, rollouts. Too mm -hmm. many. So basically, all of the league now. Mm, doubtful. What? Highly, highly doubtful. What do you mean all the league? I'm confused. Um, I don't think. I don't think the, there's. He's saying there's a lot of good players in the league. That there are. How many on? How many on one hand can you name that have careers that have stage time on Lucio? Or are you just guessing? No, but like. <laughs> The thing is, a role that's being held alive by one hero yeah. should die. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, you know I don't hate the logic. Does. I don't at all. I just think you're wrong. Is BAP I, a main support to you? He's, he's actually both. No. BAP's both. BAP is okay, both. Okay, so then, okay. I would agree, though. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. Here's, here's the bone authority. Brig is slowly melding into both as well. Yes. No, so it's worse. Point Every flex support player is better at Brig. So we're getting to the point now where main support is literally just Mercy and Lucio. Yes, and because, it never was more. Because guess what? Moira is even considered a flex in yeah. some positions as well because, because you get guys like Fielder playing Moira, right? So Moira, of, man. You know, like, well, Moira so, always, wasn't Moira always like so the, the... right now, the bone authority Giska is that if you get a main support, you're basically just getting a Mercy Lucio player, but, but but here's I mean I don't I don't agree with everything the SSA said, but what I'm what I'm going to try and bridge here in terms of the gap is that to me the support role I would like to see evolve. We, we're not even talking about soul anymore, guys. For fuck's sake, the the, the support role to me uh, should just be a support. Role. I I think the whole flex main thing can can eventually just die, and we just have support players that just play everything. That would be the ideal right. solution. Yeah, but um. Cool. Now that we finished the podcast about not soul, we can start talking about soul again. Yeah. Uh, what are people's macro thoughts on this team? Uh, no, you just could take this one. Actually, no, uh, it's, just sure. it's, it's his baby. This, this, this is his baby. Okay, I'm yeah, real talk. To be fair, let let me get my my caveats out before I, you know. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Um, it's a little concerning for there to be only Smurf on tank. Oh, okay. We're aligned. Okay. I'm interested. Okay. Hang on. You okay. trust Gar you trust Gaga, but you don't trust Smurf. You have my correct because Smurf's career is already one where he split the main tank role with another main Preach. tank. Right. Oh. Let's crush these decision. Yes, but like that's 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 the, that's the crack pipe being smoked. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a shock thing. I don't. I think Smurf on any other team would just be a starter. Right, but that um, doesn't yeah. mean he would have the same quality on all of his picks because he has to split practice time on them. Mm -hmm. I can't evaluate Smurf's ability to flex on everything like Fate can mm -hmm. when he is sitting there splitting time with, you know, the other guy everyone thinks is the best main tech in all Watch League history. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's there's some concern here. I also... That now, okay. Concern 
spotted, yes, the copium. I feel like during the offseason, especially Arnold has been signaling that they are open to the idea that DPS players will pick up tanks if needed. And I mean, I think everyone's open to that idea, and that's yeah. And I, but but I think like legit, like if for instance, hmm, let me let me think about. I think there's a world where profit plays a considerable amount of tank this season. Mm-hmm. Doom is rumored to be tank, no? Rumored? Rumored. No. I mean, it is. No, that's confirmed oh, actually yeah. at this point. Yeah, it's confirmed. Oh, okay. I wasn't. I remember. Oh, it is. Yes, uh, yes, guys, it is confirmed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, I only remember seeing like the leak photo. Yeah, yeah, but the okay. The, the the thing is like, I think the fluidity that that gives him them theoretically. It's it's also in my mind. It's not a problem. It's not like I'm thinking, oh my god, you're taking the profit off DPS. No, that like stalker is right there, boys. Like that. Mm. That's all fine and dandy. And one of the big things. <sighs> All about profit is the ability to flex just into just about everything and play it within ninety five percent of the league's best. That's what are we do, are they, we talking about leave or profit? I can't. I don't remember. Hmm. No profit. Uh, well, yes, get profit is they're, they're the same person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, profit walked so leave could fly. <laughs> that makes no sense. Um, no, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. Okay, macro overview. I think it's a top top two APAC game uh, team. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shit! In the episode, we've already done the ranking in the episode, right? Yeah. And I think I'm more concerned about the lack of lack of flex support, and I actually do hope that Jonek finds his way back into Overwatch because if that happens, baby, I might go to Moon with this team. Bro, I already know the solution. Now that you said Prophet's going to play the tank, he might as well play the flex sport too. All right? Ooh. <laughs> now we're then, talking. Okay, here, no, no. Here, here. I got you. Yes, I Absolutely, Goaded. Yes, guy, I got you. Okay. Here, here's what happens. Okay? Okay. Uh, Chengdu implodes, and they sell off some of their players. Ooh. Farway is Gaga. fluent in Korean. <laughs> <laughs> Farway's fluent in Korean and can common Korean, and they don't get Jonak back, but they get Farway. Boom. I've solved your. I've solved Kinda the problem. Nice. That doesn't feel that good. <sighs> you didn't even go for the <laughs> lowest hanging fruit of putting profit and leave on the same team. Oh, oh not, not. I mean, yeah, but we can't do. That. That's just... Here's here's the here's a problem with your, your little thing, you Kenobi. Here's a problem a with combining Chengdu. Huh? We can't. We can do everything we want. This is a toy store. Guys, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a real. It's a real shame that the Chengdu players have beef with Sol. Anyway, um. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <clears throat> um <laughs> So pain. Uh, what was? Wow, we're talking about Soul. That's right, we're talking about Soul Dynasty. So, um, <laughs> so, so you don't trust. Okay, let's talk about the tank line. Let's just start with the tank. We well, usually start with DPS and start with the tank line. Mm. You don't trust Smurf on solo. Now, I, I still don't. I still don't. Oh, you guys suck. I still don't subscribe <laughs> to the whole like. Oh, he was splitting time with Super. I'm like, yeah, that's just that's just crusty. You know, popping a couple puffs on the on the crack pipe. That's not like a normal. If he, again, but he wasn't playing or... it, huh? <laughs> but he, like, it's like he he just okay. If he's like, if they were just like, okay, so Smurf, you're playing Winston and you're playing Arissa. That's fucking it. You don't get to play anything else, fortunately. 
too. And it's just like it's a, you come in to play Ryan or no, you like you come in to play Winston and Arissa. That's literally yep. all you're playing. Yep. And so like in competitive games, he does not have the same amount of practice in like highly competitive games scrims yeah whatever but in like high game high intensity games he does not have the same practice on things like the reinhardt things like the you guys are you guys are way over or you can be a way over emphasizing the importance of that i don't think that's a big deal to me okay um, why i'll take scrims I... off i'll take scrims over that that's fine um you, you see I'll how just, that i mean you see I'll how that's worked out for you and you're still gonna do that i i don't it didn't work out that badly. I had like there were two <laughs> teams that missed, but Houston were, uh, was pretty good as foretold. Also, as you are also Joe didn't. You were like you were like you were like sticking on to some like weird thing <sighs> about scrim bucks translating to like match results in a game where a single patch drops and everything changes Look, anyway. I don't, I don't I don't I don't care about that. I don't care about the result. I'm talking about from an individual player mechanics standpoint. If if you're practicing that in scrims and you're doing that against good players, which they are going to be when you when you're scrimming, mm. that's enough practice. Honestly, like I don't hate only, that argument either. Difference. Was he difference okay? That. Was he scrim? Was he scrimming? Was he scrimming the characters that Super were scrimming? I don't know. He, okay, he, so then, they, they, but you can't assume he wasn't either. So I'm just going to give. There him would the be no the reason for him to do that if Krusty's crackpipe is saying you're here to play only Arissa and Winston. Why would they ever waste time putting him in a scrim as a Reinhardt player? Why would they do that? Especially when you have Super on the other side. There's literally no reason you can tell me that they would ever put Super in a script. Like, unless they're really just like, maybe we need to choose something about Super. There's literally oh, no reason to have put him on Ryan. There's, a, there's, there's no enough. reason. Why there's are we talking no about... reason. Oh my god, we're so off topic, guys. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> like, this is, we're talking about something completely stupid right but, now. Like, but, that's not how... Not all scrims work in that way, first and foremost. People do get swapped around and and get tested on different things to see who's going to be better during what matter and all that kind of stuff. I don't. It's not as cut and dry. Okay, I don't know. Like, but but Avril, on shock, I think it is. Your point is well taken. I think like skill uh, Smurf is clearly skilled enough as one of the yeah, few main tanks to be able to uh, flex to the other tanks. But as we said, like time and time again. This is this is going to be a challenge for any solo tank player this year, right? I just don't I just don't prescribe to like oh that you know this guy doesn't have experience on, on blah 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 because like, bro if I mean, that he, was I'm... the case then if that was the case then like then that all all tanks just fuck this year but you'll see when we start the season and a bunch of fucking main tanks are playing diva and they're playing diva well everyone's gonna be oh I didn't know they could play diva I was like yeah because guess what they're actually just good players that can play Overwatch. That's the fucking that's that's the reason at the end of the day. Mm. Just because they didn't fucking play Diva in an official match doesn't mean they can't fucking play it. Half the fucking main tanks are gonna be playing Diva. That's just you're just gonna see that. You are just gonna see that. So I mean, live with that reality now. I don't I don't care <laughs> about who has time on stage and who doesn't. That just does this is completely irrelevant to me. Anyway, back to discussion <laughs> on, on, on the actual team itself. I mean um <sighs> I think I even I think yeah I'm I'm pretty big on Smurf Solar Tank because I had him on um when we did the overall draft not the rookie draft when we did the overall draft I I I think I even chose Smurf I had Smurf as a pretty high caliber value pick for solo so I rated Smurf like and, and to be fair as well I also think we you want to go back to the substitution discussion with him and Super I think Smurf got a lot more playtime than Super in a lot of cases as well so yeah I take that. Yeah, he did. Uh, That's not wrong. Okay, I, I'm a I'm a need uh, 
someone to commit and uh, just like PR suicide on this one because there's only <laughs> one correct answer here. But if you sure. had to pick between Smurf and Super and their contribution and importance oh, of their contribution yeah. over the oh. Shock's uh, history, who is it? Why are we, why are we doing this? It's, I mean, it's Smurf. Yeah, it is Smurf. Yeah. Smurf. This is, everything else is NA Copium. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. He's definitely unsung in that duo. That said, um, yeah, I'm not as bullish um, uh, as Avril on Smurf. I think that they'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I, I can't, in good faith, um, look at somebody who has no track record on flex tanks being incredible. Um, when I judge these teams, I, I do look uh, at a premium with teams with, with flex tanks, obviously. Um, they are, uh, generally speaking, a little bit more skilled. Do I s suspect that Smurf will be playing some flex tanks? 100%. Um, do I think that profit may rotate in? I think it's a possibility. Um, but just in terms of like him solo tanking, yeah, I'm a little interested. Um, I, I, I do have some question marks there. If he can perform to the level that we have seen him in the past perform on his main tanks, if he can bring that to the table with uh, something like a diva or something like a Sigma, um, we'll have to see. I'm not as high on it. I think I have them pro. I, I think as like a tank line, quote unquote. Even. I have yeah. them at like fourth. I think Smurf is at the current moment for me. I think like it would probably go the Shanghai tank line, then Gaga, mm -hmm. then probably Fury, and then probably Smurf. I don't hate that because I, I just I just I don't know I I understand like Avril makes good points and they're definitely facts but like I have not seen in competitive Smurf playing anything but the two things that he's playing. <clears throat> Granted, he's very talented and I think he can probably make something happen. But based on what I've seen, it's been the two tanks, the two main tanks that he's played. That's basically been it. Is he going to be able to translate? It's just that all he's been asked to be played. Okay, sure. yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's but all we can I, judge I, them. That's on, all I can right? see. I don't see the scrims yeah. and I. And I don't know. So he's only been able to play those two. He's been very good at them. Mm. But can he play everything else? I don't know. I He's been playing the same two heroes for the past, th like, two years. I can't in good I faith... I think people like, are going to be really surprised. People are going to be really surprised when they see playing, players I'm he, playing great. stuff in, like, if he's, that if they're he's not great, known for. If he's great, if he's up to the level that he was when he was on those other two heroes, then, fine. then like, it's fantastic. But I, I currently, I don't have the same faith that I have in him than the other three that I listed. It's just, I don't have that. You're not crazy. You're not, you know, here's, here's something crazy to you. I trust Smurf more than Gaga. I do. That's fine. I, I, mm. I have him above Gaga, personally, okay. for me. Okay. My, my rank, I would actually have Smurf as second after Lee Jagon Fate. I do. Even, even above Fury, even above Gaga. I do. Mm. I have a lot of trust in Smurf. Sure. I think that's... I, I'm, but, I'm again. I, I'd be I happy to. Reasonable. I'm interested I mean, to see. He's he was good. He, like it's. I'm not saying that Smurf is bad, right? Like I'm. Mm -hmm. It is. I, I'm saying that based on the things that I've seen, I've seen Gaga play four tanks, very, very, very well, extremely well, and was one the best ball in the world at one point. He was extremely good at uh, Arissa back in the day. He's very good at Winston, uh, mm -hmm. and then the fourth one. I'm ball. Uh, I said ball. Winston, Arisa. Ryan is like, but like, I've actually witnessed Gaga be good on those four heroes. I've witnessed Smurf be good on two. 
So I have, I have much more breath of like the fact that we're going to a game where you have to play a lot. I have more faith in Gaga to switch to those other things. But okay, Avril, but you you can like we can all agree that if this team had a top tier off tank, that would probably improve the chances of this being a better year, right? It would it would elevate them a lot. It would elevate yeah. them a lot. I agree. I I would really like a second tank on this team. Yeah, but um, it seems like Solar content with one like they're very mm. confident with the one and, um, and i look at them be like let's just steal fury from fusion yeah so pretty much yeah because yeah. <laughs> in disc as well you just go into a the toy, toy store shop, baby go to a toy store yeah. with the the team's name on it like oh, oh yeah toy store get toy toy store. <laughs> to you <laughs> and just like you look around and i think that's why you don't even pay for you just snatch them off the shelf and just run away mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> you hit him with a hot um, poach you hit him with the bowser just fucking yep. steal the princess Right so, get to the. I'll save the DPS for last because it's, it's, that's a nice way to end it. Creative Vindame. Now, I talked a little about Vindame already. Uh, he did share game time with Chio in O2. Mm -hmm. And people people will assume that Chio was just a better support, but they shared game time pretty evenly. And they both seemed pretty good to me. Like, I'd never really mm -hmm. got a strong case that Chio was fundamentally better. I would say that they played Vindame mostly for his Brig, whereas Chio came in for other things. Um, but I don't, I don't think that there's this, this huge gap that people seem to think that, that Geo is just way better than Vindame. I think they're both pretty comfortably good, mm -hmm. at least from what I could tell. So I think this is a great pickup. I think, um, Sol invested well into having put this guy into the O2 system while still owning the contract, which means they can just yoink him anytime they want. Um, with Jonak, the support line is definitely better, but people are down and creative, but I've seen creative do some really crazy things. When I've watched creative gameplay, he's one of the few flex supports that his peaks are really high. When I've Sometimes I've seen his peaks, I'm like, yeah, this guy's playing out of his mind. It's not always been like that. Um, part of that might have been, might have been because of the whole soul thing where soul just seemed like a really weird team um, where they should be much better, but Maybe they choke. I mean, they definitely choke when they when they get reverse sweat by Shanghai True. in May melee. But um, yeah, I mean, Sol had Sol Sol choked last year as well. I mean, they failed to get past Chengdu at multiple points to qualify into tournaments. Mm. Um, they even make playoffs last year. I think they failed to make no. playoffs last year, didn't they? I don't think no, they didn't no. even. I don't. I don't think they even made playoffs last year. No. So yeah, they lost in the planes. To, I think it was to Chengdu, if I remember correctly. Chengdu didn't play the plans. Oh, I think oh, they well, got yeah, out I mean, first. No, they lost to Philly, so they lost to Philly. So Solve just kind of, Solve just kind of hard choked all the last year. And, um, I mean, you could you could say that their team was probably worse on paper than Philly last year, because they still had the gesture Marvel two yeah. U situation going on. I think two U got a little bit hard done by. I've seen them play well, but whatever. Sabi Albi just didn't exist on the roster. True. They just never played him a single time. People will say what they will want to say about Animo. I don't think he was a big problem, but people don't seem to like him. Um, Seoul were a good team. I think every single week that we watched Seoul last year, there was a good chance that they could win. They were a deadly team that mm -hmm. could take a game off of anybody in APAC. They can threaten They can threaten anybody, mostly because they're DPS line, but they can never capitalize and actually make a tournament or anything, so they kind of fizzled out. And um, creative stocks... I just kind of there, and I think a lot of people just put him because he's playing next to Animo, and they don't like Animo. They just kind of <laughs> think he's bad as well by nature of him being next to Animo. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like by association, 
So I think that's a little bit unfair, though. I, oh, yeah. If, if you're arguing tank, that, that's dumb. The tank improvement is, is... The tank improvement plus Stalker is really what sells the team for me. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I so think, I think uh, Creative Vendame is good. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Creative actually is super-duper rated. Um, and I remember, like, last year when we watched... When we were doing, like, we doing watch parties and stuff, like, APAC hours, we were, like, kind of like, you know, Creative's kind of, like not too bad mm -hmm. like for someone who's like coming in and like you know has the pressure of going to seoul uh i think that for him to perform that well mm -hmm. in a situation that was not ideal i think kind of speaks to how good he is i think that if they can i think obviously like if jonak is here then like it's it's like way better because jonak is jonak but i think like creative himself is someone who i think should be pretty proud of for getting and scouting and that chance pretty early yeah. because I think he's a good little player that they've gotten on after now and can build into for the future. Um, Vin Dame, I'm not as I think Avril Vin Dame is more. I, I'm much more like known with what creative when we saw last season, and I think it's good. And I think like this is a support line that I think is pretty up there when we talk about APAC. So mm -hmm. I think Dynasty have all the pieces again just about making yeah you're cutting I... out a little, you're cutting it out a little bit there but i oh, think i got most of what you said yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah i don't uh i'd probably echo some similar sentiments um i think creative has some some quite high peaks i i agree um can perform is somebody that stands out um i will say inconsistency feels uh a little aggressive a little unfair um but it's it's you see you see those flashy plays you see him genuinely be a playmaker and it's just like why why isn't that always happening um i think his floor is very high um to be fair um i think they're competitive i think they're quite good um yeah solid overall i i don't see any faults i'm not as big on like the double flex support stuff i think it's a luxury if i'm to be honest um it's a good start i like it what now the best part that you're gone why Literally, why? Like, why would double flexible? In my mind, okay. <laughs> where where do you lose more performance? Do you think? Do you lose more performance putting a flex support on the main DPS role or the a main support on the flex DPS role? Wait, so, say that one more time for me. You're, you said DPS twice. <clears throat> uh, sorry. Um, if you like, where do you lose more, or who has a harder time switching sub roles? The main support having to play flex support or the flex support having to play main support? I I know your line of logic. I'm not going to get trapped by that. I'll counter with a question to you. What's been more <laughs> historical, having a main support or having two flex supports? Avril, back to you. Damn, Moth Zen was kind of crazy, I remember. That was pretty just, good. Joe just like... <laughs> looking under all his trap cards like which one can I use which uh, trap card can I activate that's <laughs> funny um, DPS time yes. I'm not gonna, we're not going to get stun locked by, by some flex sport discussion right now. <laughs> we're already 30 minutes in okay we're going to talk about DPS now they didn't use Sabiobi last year he basically didn't he, he wasn't part of the team Content by all accounts um, now now they have a third DPS. Yes, and it do. sounds like they will use the fuck out of him, especially if what Yisker is saying comes to light with Prophet maybe even flexing to tank. 
to cover for the fact that they don't have a second tank and maybe cover some of Smurf's blind spots. That'd be crazy. Stalker is unlike how the fans voted for the rookie uh the the, the rookie draft. They heavily undervalue Stalker when this dude could be really big for Soul. Like he's been in the Soul pipeline for so long. Very flexible. Hit scan, projectile, does it all. He's been Genji's most important player for a long time, even through their bad bad seasons. And even in their bad season, he was the shining light, really pulling the team together. Um I remember metas where, you know, Tracer Metas, he was the Tracer player. Ash Meta, he was the Ash player. Talk about him beyond Genji as well. He's really just played so much. He's been so flexible and so good for Genji. And skill level wise, he's been there as well. He just has never had good pieces around him on Genji to help him out. He's perpetually been the best player on, unfortunately, not a very good team. And, you know, I think the rest of Genji kind of let him down. But now he does have the right pieces around him to make it work. He's with a very good roster and he doesn't have to be the deadlift guy on the team anymore. I think that's so big for Stalker. So I'm really happy to see him with with Fitz and Pro Profit. And I think there was um some concern or some like commentary about him maybe not even getting game time because the Profits duo is so good. Mm. Um, and I think I even fed into that a little bit with some memeing about the fact like, oh, here's the best player that'll never be <laughs> played ever. But um, I think he actually will get played. I, I think I've mentioned previously there are plenty of metas where you know you are going to see Stalker in instead of fits if it's a, if it's a projectile heavy mana but consider that because stalker has the tracer it's, it's very important Fitz mm. doesn't have the tracer Fitz has the sombra he's got the doom he's got all the hit scans right very cool important but because he doesn't have the tracer it's harder to play him around profit whereas if you have a tracer player around profit profit can now play other things this is the same thing i, I was talking about with a Pritter and leave now that a Pritter can play tracer leave can do other things this mm. is the same kind of energy this is the same yep. you know the factor on the team that makes a big difference yeah, I think it's yeah. I was gonna say I think as well with like the DPS duo, it's like even when Stalker was like, even when Genji was like me like pretty decent when they were like that that one gauntlet season that they had where they mm -hmm. got like second. He was yeah. I mean, and that team wasn't like terrible, and they got to like the end, but like mostly I think they got that far and they beat like a pretty decent runaway team. I think on the way to gauntlet second is like they they did it because Stalker was literally just like one v nine fucking tracer. I think that he is probably a contender for rookie of the year not going i mean i mean i have to caveat this every time yeah. because people will come at me and just tell me oh, you said he was going to be rookie of the year it's like no proper's going to win it so he's going to be up nominee. there though. he's a nominee got to have nominees sometimes or else it's but um i think having profit and fits is like and then stalker this is a like this now is to me like a dps do dps line that i'm like this probably competes with number 1 and probably yes. competes, and it's probably, like, overall, I mean, I really like Chengdu's DPS line. This is probably the closest after. Like, I think Shanghai obviously gets, like, number one, and then, like, I think you, like, I think you fight between this Seoul Dynasty lineup and this uh, Chengdu, Chengdu Hunters lineup as, like, the second best one, mm. and just kind of flip-flop them. Because I think that, I mean, that's where we're at in terms of the DPS lineups that we have. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think I'll go a step further and say that this is the best trio um, in the world, I think. Um, I think they complement each other so incredibly well, like Avril said. Um, the, the meta overlap 
is there, but in a very productive way. Um, again, to defer to Avril, like having having that extra tracer player that that Fitz just isn't um, is incredibly beneficial. And then if uh, Profit does dabble with some tanks, which is a possibility, um, that opens mm-hmm. even more playtime. So yeah, I think this is the best trio in the world. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be like their their shining beacon in a game with such such an impact role um with dps coming out at, at the forefront yeah i think soul's gonna do incredibly well avril let me ask you this in your mind right does it not feel like we have the four horsemen of rookies this year in terms of we have proper we have uh a preda a preda we have stalker and we have an mn3 are those like Almost equally matched with Propa being very obviously like the prime guy, but you gotta like be careful, you gotta be careful because the, the NA fans are like, oh, oh what the about NA fans speedily? are gonna eat you alive, dude. Speedily is gonna be rookie of the year. Yeah. Um. After yeah, he after he like, starts playing, games. when I get the ballot, be my guest. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're saying do we have some sort of insane? Yeah. Rookie? We do okay. Insane so, rookie, but you know? where? Okay. It, Outside of is proper MN3 ways, that good? I know nothing about. Okay, you're about to enter the church, Emerald. Okay, <laughs> uh, when we get to Philly, we can. <laughs> What's the question? I, I don't know. Did you ask a question? I'm confused. Right, uh, like, am I wrong to think like Stalker is up there with the rest of the guys with MN3? With oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He just didn't get to play. He just didn't get to play. I, I still wouldn't put him. He's he's more flexible than a Pritter in M three, which is fantastic, mm. because he's got like a potential. I'm not, and I, I have to be very hesitant about saying this. I can't not unlike the, unlike most of Reddit. I don't just willy nilly apply a hyperflex label to everybody. Mm-hmm. But Stalk is close. Okay, he is close. He's getting there. He's he's type, he has the type of hero he's edging. with the with the game time to prove it as well that he can flex between roles and be very effective on it. And be the core key player. He basically has the kind of characteristics that you want to see in players with MVP level mm-hmm. like talents, which is that he can carry a team and can sway a team and can put a whole team in a backpack and force you to win a game that you probably otherwise shouldn't have won. Yeah, the kind of leave style stuff, right? And I've seen Stalker do that. I've seen Proper do that. Obviously, I've seen. And probably could do that on a team where his entire team is stacked and he still looks like the best player. Stalker does it when his team doesn't look great. But my point is, he can drag a team kicking and screaming across the line, which is the mark of a great player because it's hard to do that in games like Overwatch, I feel. Is he flat up 2.0? <clears throat> but actually won games? <laughs> That's... You're not wrong. <sighs> he does deadlift. Stalker does deadlift. I, 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 and, I, and I really do think players that can deadlift are truly the best best players in the yes, game. Yes, and in a, in a game like Overwatch, where it's fundamentally more difficult to be a deadlift player, anyone that mm. can do that, that's like swimming upstream. Like mm-hmm. You're really doing oh, yeah. something special if you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't think um, Soul is locked in for best DPS at all. I think it, you have to... The consideration has... You have to reason me out it not being so.
Generally, so do have the best I think I think Soul are the gold standard, and if someone wants okay. to make the argument that it is someone else, then I'm willing to entertain that. But that is currently my assumption. I right, think the yeah. only team you can do it with is Chung. Like mm. the current, yeah, and you're stretching the, pretty significantly. Because the problem with other teams is like San Francisco have proper, but then after that it gets a bit less. Um. You 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 could you should get there if everyone plays the potential. You should actually be there with gladiators. To be in all honesty, mm -hmm. yeah. But I think there's just a lot of people are down on where Arns and Paddy Pan are. So that aside, I mean, there's Flitter Lip and Who Are You, but I think people are not big on Who Are You. But then I don't I mean, think do he's going to play Who anyway. Are you though, I would have, I would imagine you would. You would I think he's there for a reason, but. You think so? Okay. Regardless. I think you have to. Well, you, if you're talking about like a whole DPS line, you have to talk yeah, about everybody in the line. Mm. So he, because otherwise, you you have to just take Profit and Fitz or one of them in Stalker, and you can't because they're better as a trio is the thing for Soul. So yeah. you have to compare them to the trio of Shanghai. There, there's a rumor Even that if only two of them will play. That Lip likes his toilet seat swarmed. So they got who are you? <clears throat> Instead of <laughs> right, okay, <laughs> all right, okay. How about but, the rankings? Um, <laughs> all right, yeah. How about that? I think Soul for me, uh, currently the second best team in APEC behind Shanghai, and that's mostly because uh, I still have the tank and support line of Shanghai beating out Soul, even though I think Soul's DPS line compete very closely. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Soul also one of the top teams in the world. Easily top five in the world. Maybe even especially if Chengdu shits the bed on their roster, then Soul instantly oh. replaced Chengdu for me in that top three. Sure. Agreed with you there. Um yeah, I have a similar APAC ranking. I have them second. It's not close. Um Same. even even with me being as poo-poo as I am on Smurf, um, it's less poo-poo, it's more of just like questions. I just don't have the, the footage to be able to, to yeah. like leverage him up to the rest of them right i still think he's very good i think he's going to do great things for this team there are just some question marks uh at main tank for me i think that it's more than enough uh kind of uh, overcompensated with this incredible dps trio um right now i have them anywhere in terms of a range globally I could see them being anywhere from like second to sixth at the lowest if I'm to be completely honest, like I genuinely think like all firing on all cylinders, profit stalker are fucking nutting. Smurf is the fucking next coming of diva Christ. Yeah. I think they could be better than somebody like the fuel or the rain. And I don't think it'll be particularly uh, all that close. Soul's good. I have them third uh, in APEC behind, Chung, uh, behind Chengdu and Shanghai. Okay. And I think it's very close. I think it's mm. like if I, because because I, I have them fifth and sixth in my world, so I have them like super close. I I have the same like trepidations about Soul's tank line, mm. and I think their support line is currently worse than the Chengdu one. Mm. Um, the DPS line I think is is like I would probably say at this point like significantly better than Chengdu because I think the problem with Chengdu's DPS line is that Jinmu is such a funny hero type yeah. of player and chung and soul doesn't really have that with their three they have like three just fucking studs mm -hmm. um so that's where i have that's where i kind of stand with them i think if it, i mean 
if should any changes happen to the Chengdu roster, I think they immediately fall down to third, uh, and Seoul takes that spot. Especially and same with my world ranking. I th I think saying Chengdu being second in the world um, is a fine uh, opinion to have for someone who's a crypto billionaire can finance that team. <laughs> I didn't say the world, did I? Did I say the world? No, no, I meant APAC. Did APAC. I say world? No, no, you didn't. I, okay. I peeved. Okay. So where do you think Soul's going to be? Yeah, where's, where's your yeah, ranking? Please just then? go, come on. We've I've, been here for a long time. I mean, dude. okay. we got four more to do. Re real talk? I think Soul is the most likely team if you want to dethrone Shanghai. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad I don't at that. I think yeah. they were... Especially with Jonag, I remember looking at the roster and be like, these mm. guys are building a Shanghai killer team. True. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, I'm expecting Seoul and Shanghai to have some great games. Unfortunately, yes. the Seoul versus Fusion Mimi matchup kind of dies for me. I loved doing that as a possible <laughs> mm -hmm. rivalry, but I don't think it's going to be much of a rivalry this year. Yeah. Seoul yeah. versus Shanghai should be the spiciest rivalry in APEC. Yep. Those top so, three are going to be great, though. Like, all of them are going to be good matches. Yeah. Mm. Again, pending what happens to Chengdu, but oh, hoping true. for the best yet. So, that concludes our Seoul Dynasty team preview for TCP of 2022. Uh, great news for Seoul fans, but, uh, you know, you guys have also had plenty of pain in the past to get through. You've been close multiple times, a lot of second places. Okay. Could 2022 be your year? Tune into the Overwatch to find out. Thanks you. Thank you for uh, watching our team preview. We're going to move on to the next team now and the final team for this oh we're we done aren't we no we, we just done. did the final team for this episode <laughs> 255 is done and dusted we'll see you for 256 thank you more teams four more apac teams sort of go see you next episode